Hey guys, how's it going? I'm John. I'm Greg. Welcome to the first ever episode of Hobby Talk, where we talk about everything from video games to comics to movies to anime. And what, what a good time to start than uh, what has happened recently this week, and of course we're talking about E3. Oh, E3 was amazing this year, even though Sony only showed off four games this year. They announced prior that they were only showing four games. Well, they, they showcased four games, but like... Uh, I, I remember, like, I watched E3 through, like, the DXP uh, mm-hmm. live stream, I, which was hosted by IGN. Yeah. Um, IGN does showed, amazing they for hosting. More, more games, but, like, before we actually start off, I want to say that, like, you know, the constant uh, commercial breaks did get kind of annoying, especially with the opening uh, for the Sony presentation, which was this... Was this a really beautiful, like, violin piece that was gearing up towards The Last of Us 2, and then just, just before it ends, we we, we will definitely be talking about Last of Us 2, but we're gonna go, um, panel by panel, company by company, that's how I wrote, I got it written down here. First is a game I've never actually, I forgot to look up today for the trailer, because I've never actually seen it, Death Standing. It's was ma- it's made by Kojima Productions, uh, if you don't know them or don't remember them, I believe they're the same guys that... Uh, have worked on the Silent Hill series. Uh, it's it. I I can say this. It it's certainly a stealth horror love child, just from the looks of it. Although uh, E3 only showed uh, like you know the walking animations of our main character. Um, you gotta admit there's some surreal like crazy stuff going on when like midway through there's this like you know sneaking scene with like the lamp flickering and there are these floating umbilical cord like ghosts like you know moving the opposite direction now, and I'm thinking to myself this is gonna be good. Now, now let me ask you a question before we move on here before we move on I'm gonna ask you do you think this is a spiritual successor to the Silent Hill game that they were supposed to come out PT? I honestly believe so. I mean uh, if you had saw the video yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I, the trailer, like, with the way that the details are set up with the baby, like, you know, showing up first of all, yeah. and then immediately going to, like, uh, the character who is played by Daryl from, like, uh, The Walking Dead. I'm the, um, I'll go on record right now, I'm not a big fan of Walking Dead, but from the cinematics, from the PT demo that was on the PS4, it, he was amazing. His yeah. acting was spot on. It, and if he's like that in The Walking Dead, I'll have to give it a try. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a surprise, and I will say up front right now, I believe Sony won... One for like best presentation this year, even though mm-hmm. there was so much. Um, uh, one more thing before we move on to the next game, I got, I just, I just <laughs> gotta say, like the way the presentation of the of the trailer of like the 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 trailer for Death Stranding itself actually made it look like an actual movie, and you're, I was I was surprised. I was really surprised at how good the game looks. You're listening to something, people, that you never heard before. Greg fanboying. You, you rarely hear that. You'll hear I don't know about PS4, and besides getting Kingdom Hearts 3 later this year... We will be talking about that, by the way, uh, later on in the show, so... Yeah, besides getting, <laughs> like, next year, actually, um, this is the game I want to buy, and if you had any any right mind and you have a PS4, you got to get this I have game. a I have a PS4 and an Xbox One, but by the, by the way, you're explaining it to me, and I played the PT demo for Silent Hill... I may have to pick that game up because... Even if it's a horror game? It, oh, even if it's a horror game because, again, we're going back to the type of games where... A gamer I am nowadays. I used to be just strictly PS4 fighting games, action-adventure games. That was it. Or for PlayStation. But, you know, as soon as the PS3 came out, I started trying different games. Racing games. Um, You've been expanding blah, 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 your genre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just this year alone, I, I do, I'm going on record right now saying I do not like the original three God of Wars for PlayStation 2 and PS3. I do not like them, Sam I am. Keep them as far away from me as possible. 
the new God of War they just released. I got it out of the red box for like a week. Didn't take it back. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. The whole North mythology. The, they revamped the action. They revamped the cinematics where there's no loading screens whatsoever. Oh, yeah. You get the cinematic and then you go right into the gameplay. No. That's that's really surprising how, like, if you really consider it from, like, uh, I'll, again, I'll just get off topic. Yeah. A little bit off topic here. I actually have played the God of War games, at least a little bit on the PS, PS3. Uh, and definitely the change in styles and, like, you know, with the way they tell the story in between, like, the first three and, and the new one. Um, it's, uh, I, honestly, I'm my train of thought here, but like the point I'm trying to make is, is that they've come a long way and you gotta respect them for that. Honestly, you know, they, they, they've managed to like, you know, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. No, that's fine. I'm honestly, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. Like how they managed to like reboot a franchise so well. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, and you know, the whole things with Atreus, the, they could have easily made it. Nothing but a long ass escort mission, but they didn't. Atreus has no health bar. He could die. I played through the whole game. He's never died once. It was always me dying. So, and they give him his own thoughts. They give him his own, you know, actions. You can only control him by pressing the square button to shoot arrows. Other than that, that's it. There's no, you know, right or left way here. The way, just the fact that it was, I forgot. Who worked on Santa Monica Studios. Yeah. That's who worked on it. The fact that they could take an old franchise that everybody loved and able to reboot it and bring in people. Because they explained Kratos' backstory so well, too. And Oh, my God. We got to move on. But the last thing I'm going to say is I cannot wait for the next God of War. If they're going to keep it in North mythology for the next three games, the first one, the next one, and the last one, I am all in, hands in, all well, the way. I haven't actually finished God of War 4 yet, so I don't know if... I would finish it, because the... I don't know, not, I do not actually know how it ends yet, so I don't know <laughs> if he has done the same thing he did with, Olymp with the Olympians, but... I like, will tell you like this, how, how much have you actually played of God of War I've 4? I've only just started at the beginning. So you know the way he is now. I'll tell you right yeah. now, the merciful Kratos, yeah. you will love a whole hell of a lot more than oh, yeah. Blood Raged. I... When he when he was about to I'm not gonna spoil anything but he his, he was about to kill an enemy, and he let him go. Kratos ran right up, was getting ready to kill him. You would think Kratos would say, "Do it, become a man." No, Kratos looked right at his son and goes, "He is worthless right now. You do not kill a man that you don't need to kill. There's nothing else to be done here. He's beaten. He's battered. He's bloody. Walk away." And considering who Kratos was in the past three games, in the past two. Uh, like, uh, side stories, this speaks a lot for... They got character. a new voice actor for him, too. The new oh, voice yeah. actor is amazing. I, I don't remember his name. Me neither. I, oh, my God. He, he plays the role perfectly, but anyway, let's move uh, on. Next game, Last of Us 2. I saw the reveal trailer. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm going to interrupt you again. Go, go ahead, because I'm going to say something that's going to blow you your mind. Did you watch the DXP live stream, or did you watch it online? I watched the IGN on YouTube. Okay. So... Actually, the when I first saw the reveal trailer where Ellie was in the woods, I saw that on YouTube. I didn't see the reveal and the press conference. Okay, so let me let me paint the scene for you if you didn't watch watch it. Okay, so remember what I said earlier about the violin playing or like uh, the the banjo or whatnot. I, mm -hmm. I forget the instrument, but anyway, it has this nice country tune to it as the guy is playing it, and then as he's playing. Playing it like we slowly get back into the video of things, and it starts off in like this this barn type uh, country dance in the middle of nowhere, and you have these two girls talking. One of them, of course, is Ellie from the, from it, the previous. Now I'm gonna scene. cut you off for a second. Is Joel from the reveal of this from the trailer I watched and the new trailer they I think they debuted a couple days ago? 
are they not having Joel in this one, or are they going to have Joel in this one? I believe they might have Joel in this one, but probably in the sense that he is probably dead by the time the game actually starts. Because I didn't finish Last of Us Part 1, so I'm not sure how that whole thing ended. I'll, I'll explain it later. I'll play anyway, it. Let me, Don't let me worry. get back it. to the point here. <laughs> so you have Ellie and the uh, other girl talk, talking about how, how things have changed and stuff like that, and how... And then they move towards like a slow dance, and this girl is telling Ellie that like every guy is is seeing her as like the most beautiful thing in the in the entire dance and stuff like that. And Ellie, at the meantime, is like you know has this serious case of like self esteem issues and stuff like that. And they pull in for the kiss, and the kiss lasts for about a good second. DXP cuts the commercial. Oh, really? Commercial. Actually, no. If I remember they cut the entire feed for a what? good twenty seconds. And I know why. I know why now because I saw the trailer online. What ends up happening is that like we go to a sudden flashback where where Ellie corners a guy and fucking like you know knifes him in the throat and stuff like that. And of course, DXP can't show that except when you consider the fact for the pat like the past day and a half, they actually did show a bunch of uncensored stuff. Jesus. <laughs> like so, like the, let's just say the DXP stream of of E3 this year was a complete and total mess. Anyway, so they cut the feed. They cut the feed entirely. Um, so the kiss is gone. Now I watched this. I was like, okay, you show. I've heard so like, they showed like two two men like doing basically the same thing earlier on uh, throughout the event. And now you get to the Ellie and you're like, okay, this isn't allowed. But I'm like, whatever, whatever. And so they go to it, they go back to the feed, and the entire trailer for The Last of Us 2 is gone. Jeez. They've already moved on to the next one, and it's it's the game by Justin Roiland, uh, the Rick and Morty platformer sort of thing. Oh. Oh, and the guy yeah. is going to the trailer, and this dude in Justin Roiland's voice is like talking, like, the you know, the usual... The usual sort of improv stuff that he always does in the show and whatnot. I shit you not. They get in like 15, 25 seconds in, commercial break again. Wow. What? Yeah. Jesus. They did not want to show it. Uh, but It seems like they don't want to spoil anything, but that's the whole point of E3 is showing what you're working on. Yeah, so consider... Now, concerning what we saw ap- after, like with both discussion from IGN as well as like, you know, um, what we do know from the trailer so far... Last of Us 2 is probably going to be just as good as the previous one. As yeah, like, you know, the, I, I can't the wait. The masterpiece of the PS4, like, like uh, you know, The Last of Us was like the masterpiece of like the seventh generation of consoles for like uh, PS3, the beginning of PS4, mm-hmm. X, uh, not Xbox, the, the PS, the, P, the PlayStation in general. It was a great game. It was a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Uh, you could not find anything better, better than The Last of Us Part 1. Year. Yeah. Um... um the game will probably still fall on its roots. I know. Any release well. date for that at all? We haven't got a release date. Really? We do know that's coming in 2019. Any Death Standing release date? I forgot to ask about that. Anything? That's also in 2019. Okay, because you I believe pay... it's in the summer of 2019. There's some. There's some that. games where you know the release date's faster than I do. Going on to the next one. This is my favorite. I'm so glad. I am so glad they showed more gameplay of this at E3. And Greg knows which one it is. Because I'm fucking geeking out right now. When? Spider-Man. Oh. Spider-Man. Oh, okay. What did you think I was going to say? Kingdom Hearts 3. We'll get to that because that's coming too. We'll get to that. Okay. So, yeah, he's been geeking out. Oh, about Spider-Man 4. Like, ever since. Ever since. The, the announcement of, of last year. Yeah. I've been geeking out over and this. I'll admit, I have seen the gameplay 
It looks amazing. It's basically Marvel's answer to, like, the Batman Arkham series. It's funny you'd say that, because there was actually a tagline at E3. Somebody said, or no, not a tagline at E3. I saw a video, and the video literally stated, this could be better than Batman Arkham. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a bold statement, but, I mean. I mean, it can make sense. It's old, it's it's newer. It has more better gr- has more better like technologies of the Arkham series. That and it has, in my opinion, Marvel's top hero, like yeah. the most popular hero of the Marvel universe right now, Spider Man. Deadpool has to face. I mean, that, I mean, well, as I'm saying, there's there's uh, there's top heroes. You know, I love Captain America, love Iron Man. I apparently uh, Square Enix apparently is working on an Avengers game. Showed nothing we, at E3. Okay, I actually. No, they did like an announcement trailer like a year, yeah like a year ago. It we'll showed a little bit. Um, they uh, GameStop announced their pre-orders for Spider-Man. Yeah, the same day they showed more footage. Mm-hmm. So not only do you get the Spider Pack suit or Spider Suit Pack, which is Spider Punk and the Infinity War Iron Spider armor, mm-hmm. there's a third armor yet to be announced. That's going to be announced in July. Uh, you get five upgrade points, and you get early access to. The spider drone gadget. Alright. Now, what are your thoughts on, on the story of the show so far with the trailer? How like, I can't how, wait. How Spider-Man is cornered by, like, a good portion of his, of his like, rogues gallery. The being, top members of his rogues gallery, nonetheless. And one new guy. Yeah, Mr. Negative. Mr. Negative, They yeah. created him specifically just for this game. And I think it's fantastic. Because yeah. you got Electro, you got Shocker. Shocker wasn't in the gameplay they showed. But I found a gameplay footage the other day where it debuted the Shocker side mission. Now, the question here I have is, like, what does Mr. Negative bring to the table? Um, now... They've already he- slated Mr. the alter ego of Mr. Negative is in charge of one of the... We know he's, like, a big... He's like a big business person. Yeah, he's, he's in charge of he one ha- of the... He shows it, obviously, with the way he dresses and acts. Oh, my God, I can't the, remember what it's called. The deal... Is like getting off topic. I've been listening to like uh, Daddy Fat Snaps and his rap, yeah, raps a lot recently. And the Spider Man one is po- possibly one of my favorites, uh, next to like the One Punch Man rap, which I gotta show you sometime. Um, they make it sound like, uh, like they from what he's seen and from what I from like just from my imagination, it seems like Mr. Negative's abilities have something to do with like the emotional spectrum. Like he has um, the ability to control people's minds. Which wouldn't be actually too bad, he but... actually explained what he can do because yeah. who was it? It was I think it was Comic Story that did it and for anybody who's listening to this, I would seriously suggest go watch Comic Story because those guys do amazing work over they break down comic giant comic book storylines and bites so you can understand what's going on. They explained that the the um the human side, the alter ego of Mr. Negative, can actually pass on powers. Okay, so... He... The Mr. Negative can shoot out dark light beams. Alright. Mr. Neg- the alter ego for... I keep forgetting his name. I can't remember. I'm just gonna call him Mr. So Negative. So he's a corruptor. Okay. Basically. Huh. Um, Mr. Negative is a big... Is a big... um. He's in the politics, because I guess in the game, Norman Osborn and the alter ego for Mr. Negative are going at it for the mayor of New York City. Now, Mr. Negative's alter ego also owns a line of charities that Aunt May works at. So that puts Peter right into the middle of this. Because yeah. he's got to protect Aunt May. He's got to protect the city. He's got to protect everybody. Dude, um, he's been doing this for eight years. Yes, he, he they, gets, this is no origin game. 
They're going right in. This is basically Spider Man at his prime. Basically, freaking right in the right in the middle of his career as Spider Man. <laughs> now, actually, uh, sorry, I, I gotta actually apologize. That'd be kind of uh, sad if Spider Man's prime was when he's twenty three, like like us. Yeah, I mean, that'd be sad. That would. Um, but you know something? Um, what else? There's there's stealth parts to it, which is amazing. They show off a little bit of the stealth gameplay. In the first gameplay they showed at last year's E3, they showed off more of the face-to-face combat this year at E3, and it's just amazing. You're having Spider-Man doing what he does best, flips, kicks, punches. He's using his webs in mid-combos. He's using gadgets like he's supposed to. The tech demo that they showed on E3 was also amazing. Like what we were talking about with the combat demo, um... For those of you that might have been there who were on the play for who actually played it, like let let us know what we it was, was like because it looks amazing to see. Did you see the like, swinging, yeah, the swinging the gameplay like, they the, showed? The way the action, <clears throat> like the way the flow of movement goes through, it looks like a like a great. You game. can tell one thing right now. You could tell it's Insomniac doing this game, yeah, because they took liberties from Sunset Overdrive and they added a Spider-Man twist to it. The one thing I want to talk about before we move on. The person who is voicing Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Oh, Miles Morales has been spotted to be in it too. Yeah. The person to be slated to voice, which he's actually, the voiceover work's already done. It's slated to come out September 7th, 20, uh, 2018. Can't wait. The person who's, who voiced Peter Parker slash Spider-Man surprised the living hell out of me. It's Ben 10. It's, no. Yeah, it's Yuri Lowenthal. Oh, this. Yeah, that. Yeah, he's done, uh, like... I know he's done Sasuke uh, Uchiha. Yeah. That's so where I was going. Done, they've done the same voice actor, so yeah. Oh, God, uh, dude. <laughs> no, uh, there was a podcast that came out like, a couple months back with uh, Kuro the Artist, and he got, like, an actual interview with Yuri, Yuri, and, um, if I remember correctly, like, Yuri said he was excited to play play the role of Spider-Man, especially <laughs> considering the fact that he's already playing playing uh, Spider-Man in the new Marvel animated series, which I think is okay, but the animation could be better. But oh, it's the, like um, Disney, so you can't, the, you can't sp- really uh, the Spider-Man much. where he's, he goes to it's like a high-tech a, school and all that. Yeah, it's yeah, basically okay. a, a reboot of the franchise. I've watched a couple episodes of that. Not bad. Like you said, the animation could be better, but it's not bad for... And they've thrown in Spider-Gwen, they've thrown in Miles Morales, they've thrown in... Um. Oh my God! They're thro- they're literally throwing in everybody. They're even gonna throw in the new. I think they're gonna throw if it keeps going. They're gonna throw in the new. Uh, the new Goblin that Harry Osborn played like in Spider Man Three, yeah. because his mask was in. He was using oh, his not, mask. Not just that like uh, the the trailer for season two has uh you know freaking uh Eddie Brock as Venom. And Does got, he? And then like there have been hints that like Carnage will show up. There. Also. Okay. And before no. we move on, I got gotta say this to any to any comic book lovers. Definitely pick up issue eight hundred of the of the Amazing Spider-Man. It's the end. It's the ending of the Red Goblin storyline. It is. It is I good. Not, I've read it. You have to. Oh my buy god! This I have book. not. I have not read any of that storyline. I didn't realize that storyline was going on because I got burnt out by the freaking. Du- I, I mean, burnt out in a good way by DC's Dark Knights event. Yeah, the, that one was DC fantastic. Was also, just just great. Since we're talking about superheroes, real quick, there was a rumor that Rocksteady was going to announce their Superman game. There was no announcement yeah, from Rocksteady. No there, um, I got rumor still is they are working on it, but there was no announcement from Rocksteady, and I'm sad to see that because I want to see a good Superman game, we and especially did. if it's by the guys who did the Batman Arkham games. Rocksteady, yeah, they yeah. did fantastic on them. I guess, the, I guess the real problem here would be like you know, um, probably flight. 
If flight would imagine, definitely be the it, problem. Like, flight mechanics for a Superman game have always been, like, an issue. Uh, so, honestly, so if... So, Superman's only good game is the Injustice series, and that's kind of sad. Uh, uh, no, no, I would not more. say... Did you play the Superman Returns tie-in for... I never 360 did. and PS2? I have it for PS2. Hmm. Probably one of the best ways to capture Superman's flight ability in-game so far. Superman 64 ruined it. Superman Returns... Kind of set the bar a little bit. It wasn't that great of a game, necessarily, because there were some bugs, there were some stupid things in there. But it was a good, you know, the flight mechanics were really good. You would, you would, if you want to hover, you would just tap triangle and you'd hover, and then you could just take off. But if you want to launch up into the air and leave a little crater on the ground, you'd hold triangle and he'd just shoot up right in the air. All right. Uh, before we move on to the one, one more thing, I I know you want to get to the jump. Yeah, that's fine. Keep we're going. at the twenty minute mark. Um. This is going to be an hour like, long, this, so... This is going to be like a, a... If if you like this, like, comment, we enjoy the criticism, if you think we're talking too fast, like, you know, let us let us know. We want to know. We want to improve. We want to be want to be better for, like, when the next podcast comes. Before we move on, I need to give another shout-out. <laughs> what was that, five before we move on, Sal? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? This is going to be yeah. the actual lit, because I want to get to the next game. Um, I was on Friday... Last night, I was on Jobber Jabber. This would be Friday night, if you guys listen to this later. Um, my buddy Elvis, you met him, goes to wrestling. Yeah. He had me on with his buddy Two Tooth, and we sat there talking about wrestling for an hour. If you get, if we have any wrestling fans out there, please, I encourage you, go watch his podcast. Go, you know, send, you know, send stuff to him. If you guys want to talk, have him talk about something, go reach him at Jobber Jabber. I think he's on Facebook for Jobber Jabber. Um, I will be on his podcast again sometime real soon, talking about wrestling. Next game. Yeah, let's go on. Ghost of, of uh, Tsushima. Yes. I saw that. Okay. Um... Again, I gotta I gotta go back to like the like the presentation. Sony did really good this year with its presentation. It looks really good. Uh, the opening with uh, with the man dressed in like you know the traditional clothing. Yep. and He's playing the wind flute, and it, while he's playing this, like you hear the sounds of like the grass, like you know moving, and we cut to the image of like the image of a plane of, of grass, like you know moving in the wind, and then you see like the overcast of clouds going Ooh. in, and then like you hear like the cries of the Mongolian. Mongolians invading and stuff like that, and then we get to the get to the actual playable demo, and then we go to DXP. What's it rated? Do you know? It's going to be rated, uh, I believe M. M. It's going to be rated uh-huh. M because of all the uh, the violent kills. Oh yeah, that's that, fine. That's the other just... thing about DXP's. Uh, Any release E3. date on that either or no? It's it's next year. Oh, um, uh, words of the wise, like most of the games coming out from E3 will. Will show probably within next year's. Yeah, uh, the only one that we've talked about so far that's going to show this year, at least so far we've talked about, is Spider Man. That is slated to get a September 7th, 2018 uh, release date. So it's this year it's coming yeah, out. Just in the just in the sweet spot before, like, you know, uh, Christmas shopping. Day begins. before my birthday. I'd already pre ordered my copy yeah. for it. So. so, anyway, going back to Ghost of Tsushima, um, it looks DSPs, good. Uh, if you watch the DXP, like, you know, showing, um, they, I don't remember if they did, like, a commercial break during the violent kills, but they definitely did, like, you know, censoring, where they, like, blur out the whole screen, but then, like, you know, later on, they show, like, a man being decapitated. Jesus. Like, Alright, well. It's far enough, in dark enough that you didn't see it, but, uh, going to the actual game, um, I, I like it. It's it, a really good action. The way you're explaining it, and it looks so fantastic, and I can't with wait to try the, it. Uh, with the, with the colors uh, being so, so like uh, like toned down, toned down and stuff like that, 
and it's playing out like a, a real like samurai story drama yeah. deal. I um I love to play. I have never also. played the Afro Samurai video game that was released for PS3 years ago. I've never tried that. Been wanting to try it. Afro that sounds Sam- like I have. It's it's very violent. Um, but like it. <laughs> If I can explain it, in doesn't any way, Samuel L. Jackson do the voice? Yeah, Jesus. Like I will say this: like the animated adaption versus the gameplay versus the actual game is like very, very different. Yeah, that's how they handle it. But um, all I can say for Ghost of Tsushima is that I want to see how this plays. Yeah, out. same here. Because like, the I, way you're explaining it, and the way it, what I've seen, with Sony games like I only have two that I really want to succeed. It's this. And Death Stranding. To Death me, Standing. to me, I want to see, I want to see brand new games like Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding um, succeed, obviously. But I also want stuff like Spider Man to succeed to go because now, you know, if this succeeds, succeed, yes, yeah, and obviously sure. it will. If Insomniac puts all their love and time into it, and from what we've seen, they have. Um, I know Insomniac's been working on it. I think Sony has helped them with a couple things, and the same here with Marvel. But other than that, it's been all Insomniac working on that one. And from the sound of Ghost. Tsushima, that sounds like another game. I cannot wait to get in and, ju- and just play for hours on end. Alright, let's go on. Uh, next we got Ubisoft. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, oh, you didn't, you didn't have anything else to say about like uh, PS4's presentation overall? I didn't exactly watch the presentation. I mean, the way you're explaining to me, it sounds like when they kept constantly cutting to commercial... It sounds it's, like to me they're trying to do two things. Well, Either that A, wasn't their fault, it was DXP's fault. Um, if you had watched it... Like, uh, the actual IGN stream, um, they, I will say this personally, they did this really well, um, but overall, like, given the games that they showcased yeah. for E3, did you think they did well enough? Oh, I'm telling you right now, it, the way you're explaining Death Standing to me, and it sounds like with the way people were reacting to these only four games from Sony, and it sounds like Death Standing's gonna do good when it comes out, it sounds like they were really showcasing what the PS4 can do with these games, um... And I just hope with Death Standing and Ghost of Tsushima, it's not going to be another watchdog situation where they worked on it for years and then all of a sudden it comes out and it's nothing. All right, so let's move on to Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft. So you didn't see the opening. (laughs) I already know what you're going to talk about because it's the first one on my list. So they start, they start, okay, so of course the game is just in 2019. But how it starts off is the, the dude, I forget his name, starts off with like a, like sort of like an insult joke to like uh, how Microsoft was able to premiere like a trailer for Kingdom Hearts three on on the Xbox presentation. Everyone who like playfully booed him or whatnot, they're like, anyway, let's get on to the show. They cut to a video feed, and it's a panda in a marching band. Yeah, so, I, uh, this is Japan. I <laughs> think they're just playing Despacito like oh, in the Jesus. background while they're dancing and whatnot. And like the hype is like they managed to hype up the entire crowd. It the dance choreography was was brilliant. It was it, it was really fun I will, to see. I will Even s- if it was based on like a game yeah. that I would never play. Oh, like, same here. I would never like, I used to play DVR when I was younger, but like Just Dance was never something I was into. I mean because, it's like, getting an audience to be Just Dance twenty nineteen. Obviously yeah. there's people that are willing to play it. To me, am I one of those guys to play it? No, I'm not. I, I don't I'd rather just listen to music and play games. Um it's to me Just Dance is not for me. And yeah. obviously you've said it's not for you. But if they're willing, audience, if they're willing to put this much into a presentation, especially in the first game, just for a game dance for, game, in yeah, my opinion, first game in the presentation where they could be using it for like a for like a more important game, but they want to do this because they think it's more fun. They could have started they, with Assassin's Creed, or they, they could have started with another game on the list. I will talk about later, 
or another game that's on the list I will talk about later. But no, they started out strong with Just Dance. I give Ubisoft all the credit in the world for that. Yeah, they had some balls and they... He's like, oh, you like that? And yeah. Sony's like, oh, they're like, oh, Sony, you started with Death Standing, then went to Last of Us 2, then Spider-Man, and then goes to Tsushima. He practiced, he got better. We're going to start this thing off on a Red Bull drinking five-hour energy mix. Note, note-wise, though, Ubisoft came before the Sony presentation. Did it? Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> they were basically the opening act of Sony, but you got to admit, they're like, hey, we're going to be remembered more than you <laughs> You guys only got four games, motherfucker. But we got a couple games, but, you know... We're going to be remembered for the opening segment. Hit it, Panda! Anyway, next game. Uh, God, I, I don't, I don't want to give this game mention because I just want this franchise to die at this point because of the last game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay, so Odyssey, uh, I, I can understand why, why it's fun. Uh, personally, I never played the Assassin's Creed, Creed games too much when I was younger, but I, I would, I'm, I'm kind of a guy that was like, this game kind of ended at the at the trilogy when the original protagonist yep. died, but like Black Flag was Black like Flag, really good. I will say this: I have my problems with the Assassin's Creed games, but I played the first one when it first came out, and it was good. I liked it, and it even only got better with Ezio. I borrowed that from a buddy of mine, played through the whole thing. I loved it. I love history period games like this, and then he got even better. American Revolution with um, Connor. Yeah. And got even better. Assassin's Creed Four with uh, uh, Edward Kenway. That was that was I brilliant. love that. They took the sailing from Assassin's Creed Three and they only made it better. Yeah, they they made it better and they went into pirates. Then we get to we. It was Syndicate or it was Syndicate and Unity and Syndicate and Unity, which were like I don't want I is I'll say this because it's a phrase the redheaded stepchild of the family. Uh. I have I think it's. Syndicate, and I don't mind Syndicate. Unity, I had a problem with because they were trying to make it multiplayer. Assassin's Creed is no way in hell a multiplayer game. Yeah. It is like the Batman for Ubisoft because it's only good as a single player game and it only works if everybody puts their fullest into the story and forgets about multiplayer. And you know, there's like a common theme throughout the presentations this year about like. Multiplayer in general, like you want to get more people involved in a sing, and like not a single player game, but a game in general. Uh, like we'll talk about this more, but like, to me, if I want a friend to get into a game, I let him borrow the game, play the single player. For me, with Call of Duty, I play the single players. I don't play multiplayer at all whatsoever. I mean, personally, like let's get to the meat of it. Odyssey. Um, we're going to to Olympia or Greece or whatnot. Um, I'm not too excited for it, but I think that's just because I've grown grown out of like you know playing assassin's creed um at this point i just gotta figure out what the store like how it connects like the overarching plot with like you know the ancient yeah. civilization i will i will go back and play black flag i bought the deluxe edition on ps4 for yeah. black flag love it i play i go back and play every now and again i am not that sick of assassin's creed i am however sick of assassin's creed to the point where i played origins where it was ancient egypt where they wanted to explore the first meetings of the Assassin oh, Order. Yeah. The combat in that was garbage, in my opinion. I didn't like how they sw- switched the mapping of the keys, where R1 was your light attack, and R2 was, you know, your heavy attack. And first of all, I'm already going to say this right now, because we're going to get people saying, oh, well, God of War did the same thing. Yeah, but God of War did it better. Yeah. God of War did it way better, because it gave you a choice to either go in and switch it to the old God of War yeah. controls. And, like... I'm going to 
interrupted here. Like, both of them seem to have like a, a more defined RPG sort of elements to both games, and like um, I'll have to see how Odyssey plays out with its RPG elements. But like, um, God of War's RPG was like really, really yeah. fun, really interesting. If I've never considering played... like what series this game is from. I have never played the side games of the trilogy. I never played Assassin's Creed, like China, I think it was called, or Historic China or something like that. I have never played any of the other side games. I only played the main games. So I played Assassin's Creed 1, 2, 3, and 4. And I played um, I played a little bit of Brotherhood. Yeah. The, um, I played the, a little bit of the other two Ezio trilogies, which yeah. those were okay. But when they took out blocking and then parrying and then you know just going either going in for the kill or taking their weapon away which i always thought was the funnest thing because you felt like a badass killing the guys killing your enemies with their own weapons mm-hmm. when they took that away in origins i'm like this game ain't for me it's not for me anymore because it feels like they're trying to map it to where it's like a shooter yeah where you got your r1 to be your grenades or your light attack and then you got your r2 for your main shooting or heavy attack and it's really weird, because I don't even think Assassin's Creed Origins had a multiplayer. Did it? Uh, God, I'm just trying to... Remember. I, I believe <laughs> it did. Um, but anyway, long story short, uh, I sincerely hope that to the fans of this series that Odyssey works out well for you guys. I do too. I mean, will I pick it up? No. Will you pick it up? Probably not. Not really. Um, like, next game. Which, yeah. Next game. Which, honestly, a game I can't wait for, because I love the trilogy so far. Trials Rising of the Trials games. Okay, uh, oh god. I don't mind them. I know the story, I know, like, the presentation was fun, okay? So, long story short, the, uh, director, I forget his name, uh, he had, in the previous year, set up a YouTube channel, and he got, like, a bunch of, like, you know, these really top, top rate players, or, like, you know, big fans of the channel to, like, join in and help develop the game. And so, like, a good portion of the, of the, like, you know, of the presentation is just like how these players have have learned how to play the game uh, and help develop it, um, and then they cut straight to like how many times these guys had died over and over <laughs> and over again. But I think that's the fun of the trials games is because that's the point. The, literally, the name in it is trials. Yeah. And I didn't play the original one on three sixty. I got a three sixty now. I'm gonna get it soon because it's like I twenty bucks. Um, again, even net. Like, I'll just say this right now, I, I probably won't buy the game, but I could see the fun in playing it. I think Trials Evolution for the PS4 was only 20 bucks when it came out. If not that, I think it was 40 But that's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. Um, yeah, so, I, think, I may pick it up if it's cheap. If it's, I mean, I may wait till it's 20 bucks to pick it up. Because yeah. that's how much I bought Trials Evolution was, or Trials Fusion was. But other than that, I probably won't pick it up right off the bat. Long story short... If you want to play a fun, like, arcade-style kind of biker game... If you want to piss off your friends, that's the game to play. No, if you want to piss off your friends, you play games like Monopoly. (laughs) Mario Party. (laughs) Oh, speaking of will We will get to Nintendo. Hold your horses. Oh, I got some things to say about Nintendo. Hold your your pony tods, okay? Oh. oh, Yeah, yeah. See that? See what I did there? Yeah, next game. (laughs) Beyond Good and Evil. I've... Didn't see anything on that game. Oh, okay. So, if I recall correctly, this is the cult... The cult game that everybody's been waiting for. Um, so, was it Beyond Good and Evil 2? Was this... Yes, this okay. is Beyond Good and Evil 2. Okay, Sorry. so, for a little bit of history, like, the first one came out years ago for the Xbox, and although it didn't sell much, it was like a commercial failure, the years went by, and, like, uh, it became like a cult classic, and yeah. people have been waiting to play it ever, ever since. Uh, the pr- when it was first announced and shown, 
showing the presentation this year, um, like, you know, the detail in the, in the opening movie, like, compared to, like, what you saw in the original, original game, and you realize, wow, this really does kind of look like a, like a huge dramatic space opera with some, with some comedic elements put into it. They didn't show any gameplay, but, like, you could tell that, like, you know, shit's gonna get, gonna get serious when it does, especially with how it goes at the end. Um, now, um, now we get to the bigger part. So, a fun thing about Beyond Good and Evil that I firm was that, like, uh, the guys that did Hit Record, which is, like, uh, this big indie, indie, de indie development, like, website and stuff like that, they got together to work, work in development of this game. And so, basically, you could have, uh, people go onto their site, like, you know, and consistently add their own creations to the site, and, uh, eventually, you know, the developers of Beyond Good and Evil 2 will add that stuff that was put on from Hit Record into the game itself. And so, like, so you could have, like, you know, paintings being put on the actual walls of the city and stuff like that, weapons, uh, various Jeez. objects and stuff like that. It is a huge, like, you know, big creative project. That's what Hit Record is all, all about, getting a bunch of people together to do some awesome stuff. Um, I want to play this game. Is there a release I, date? I'm going to keep asking for all these games. Is there a release date for... I don't remember if there was a release date. I believe if there is one, it's going to come out next year. And I'm pretty that, sure I'm in Trials the, Rising and Assassin's Creed Odyssey is next major, year, too. I'm, I'm pretty sure the majority of these games yeah. that came out at E3 are next year. Okay. But, uh, long story short, it looks good. I want to see where it goes. Hopefully it's to, not a commercial failure as its older bro brother or sister next game. I'll have to look it up, definitely, and check it out. Yeah. This is the one that surprised me because I thought Nintendo owned owned the rights to this character. Uh, it's called Starlink Battle for Atlas, but it's Star Fox, isn't oh, it? Okay, so the deal with that is Star Fox is is personally an at a a character that they specifically added on for like a bonus level in the game. Oh, um, okay. But you gotta admit that like uh, during the presentation, like the director was like very sincere with the fact that like they got the right. They were basically given the opportunity to put like Star Fox, especially considering the fact that Star Fox is gonna get like a re gonna get like a remake later this year into the game. Um, and I I just remember the point where like you know he's where the guy is like gushing out that he got Star Fox into this game, and like you know Miyamoto is in the is in the audience watching this, and Jesus. he looks so happy. And so the crew actually went and made a bust of Star Fox as he and his ship as they look in the video game. And they handed it to Miyamoto. And That's went awesome. Went backstage to like talk with the rest of the crew for like a meet and greet with with like the director. Now that's real top. That's top like level respect out. there for yeah. Miyamoto. And, and like and like what I saw from the gameplay, it looks fun. It looks really really. What is fun. what is it like a dogfight game kind it's of? It's like, like a dogfight similar to Star Fox, but like Ooh. you have like you could also get like uh you know similar like you know first person action stuff like that. Can, can I so so is there gonna be like do a better roll? <laughs> They might reference it. But I mean, it's, they, I mean, they got it. Like, do a barrel. Don't fuck. tell me how to do a barrel. I'm the pilot. You're not. Yeah. So, I want. I want. I, I'll, I'll try. I'll have to look it up. I'll try it. Okay. Um, Microsoft. Let's see what Xbox and Microsoft brought to the table. Okay. So, before, what was what was the beginning of the panel looked like, Greg? Uh, give us a little rundown. I, okay. So I. Unfortunately, I didn't see the beginning of the. Oh, of the oh, wow! You did. I, uh, when I first saw that, like DXP was doing like the E3 uh, IGN live stream, I got in a little bit wait. Uh, late. Wait. <laughs> yeah, wait. Uh, sorry, that's the that's the uh, that's the sweat in the 
and the dehydration talking. Talk yeah. So it's like ninety degrees. Right I didn't now. catch it. Um, I think like the ma- the the major thing that happened with Microsoft this year is that they got like a bunch of different like you know studios into its like you know conglomeration. To, like, oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, and, and I heard I don't that know the details like, about it. Yet, well, like I heard after Microsoft bought all these games, a lot of people or a lot of these stu- indie studios, a lot of people think, oh, now Microsoft bought these studios, you're gonna have to scrap the games currently working on. No, I've heard. That Microsoft is letting these studios continue to work on their games they're already working yeah. on, and we're going to talk about so, some of them here in a little while. So anyway, like I didn't see, so I didn't see the beginning, unfortunately, but I do know they got all these games. There is one game that you probably don't have on the list that, like, I really want to talk about. It's Forza Horizon. Uh it's funny you'd say that because that's the next one on the list. So we're just going to jump right into that. The then. studio presentation of that was who did the who did that? Is it Microsoft doing that or it what was other... Microsoft? Okay. It was Microsoft. Um, the point is. From what I understand is that, like, the game is going to have this huge, gigantic server. Like, this, this unbelievably massive server where you can get, like, a bunch of bunch of people from all over the world playing, playing in the same world. That, that's cool. Where uh, seasons change, like, in real time, and there will be different objectives and stuff like that. The detail, like, in the graphics looks so it, realistic. Some... And that's that's probably come to expect with AAA a rated games nowadays but it it's sounds like you know like, current year 2018 stuff like that it, but it sounds like microsoft is really um is really going in going in on this forza 4 where i think it was forza 3 they it was a launch title for the xbox yeah. one i have never played it i don't have any friends that I, played it i have played some of the forza games um i haven't bought like the last one like I've never been a big fan of racing games. You know, I'll buy them sometimes and I think, okay, this will look cool. Mario, I Mario really Kart. did like Forza Horizon. I did really like Forza Horizon. Oh, we skipped yeah. one, if you want to go back to it real quick. Because this is the one I, I'm kind of looking forward to well, for Microsoft. Anyway, long story short, let's get to the one we actually had written down. Uh, that was Forza Horizon 4. Oh, it okay, was, so... It was one of the game I wanted to cover and then it was Forza Horizon 4. Okay, so... so like. I want to see where this game goes. I hope to God it Yeah, it, it sounds like Microsoft is working their asses off yeah. on this game from what you're explaining. And I really I mean, hope I it got, does work out for if them. they have a recording of the, of the stream sometime, you have to, you have I, to, watch, have how to they, watch it. how they do it. Um, the they, one we skipped was right at the top of the list because I wanted to cover this first, but you, you said for, uh, Forza 4, so I kind of jumped into that. Halo Infinite. Okay. This is furthering the story of Master Chief. There's yeah, no more... It's effectively Halo 6, um, but like... The big reveal about it wasn't actually the game itself. No, it was it the was... fact that they made an entirely new engine. I was about to say, game, yeah, the subspace engine. Because they're not using the Unreal Engine. No, they they made a completely new engine for this one game, and you you gotta tell they got some balls to do this. And they're and they're hinging the entire game on a brand new engine to like you know finish the uh, I don't know be the finish finisher to like the new tri- new Halo trilogy with episode with like you know. With like you know story like story game six, but like it looks it, uh, really, it looked amazing. I'm, I'm a fan um, of the Halo games. I yeah. am. I I love. I've been a fan. I love red. I love the red versus blue Rooster, Rooster Teeth. Did I thought that was funny. No, the, yeah, I haven't played a lot of them, but I played a couple of the Halo games, and the legacy, I, they are the, fun. The legacy that Halo has on on the game community is has is been. Well, I think it's, it's like it's been like ever expanding ever since like. Ever since like the beginning, or possibly Halo Two, when like it got really good. I think um, Halo is one of those franchises that no one will 
ever get sick of. You may skip one game and say, you know, no, this Halo is not for me. But then the next game comes out, you might say, oh, that one looks awesome. Yeah. It's, it, it's, to me, that Halo is the Dragon Ball Z of the Microsoft franchise because, is like, drag, like Dragon Ball Z, no one's ever going to get sick of it. People are always going to go back to the older games to play. People can't wait for the next game to come out or the next episode to come out yeah. in the Master Chief story. Yeah, especially considering the fact that, like, you know... Uh, Halo 5 didn't, like, had this, like, really good multiplayer, like, even though it was, like, you know, pay to win, which, eh. uh, me and John both agree that that was kind of, like, yeah, really it stupid. Was... Um, and the, the campaign wasn't as good, but, like, you know, judging from the way that they put put the new game into a brand new engine, um, they'll have the same, they'll have, like, a more improved multiplayer from what I remember from, like, uh, people talking about it. And like, hopefully, that the story like picks off yep. in a better direction than what they left off with, um, like you know, the fifth one. And what was on. what was the fifth one called again? Because it was Halo Five. Because it was one of the, it was Halo where it was Master Chief, but he was getting hunted by somebody. It had two different campaigns: one featuring the Chief, one featuring Agent Locke of the Spartan Force. Yeah. Uh, with uh, you know, Chief being with his own group uh, of Spartan Twos, and the main conflict was that the Chief was trying to find uh, Cortana. Uh, among the, like, you know, the, the forerunner yeah. remnants. Yeah, and yeah. Agent Locke uh, is now s- sent to capture Blue Team, which is, far, which is like, you know, Master Chief's team, because, like, technically speaking, Chief has gone AWOL. Yeah. He, he has abandoned his post justifying Cortana, and throughout all of this, you've got, like, the forerunners still making it. The forerunner, like, you know, the, the Requiem Knights are still, like, a, a threat to humanity. So this would be the worst I mean, time for Chief to like you know disappear in the middle of action. I mean, I mean, obviously Microsoft throws their all all their damnedest into Halo because they want this franchise to go on. I can't wait for Halo Infinite. I'll probably pick it up now that I got an Xbox One. I can't wait. We'll, yeah. we'll, let's just jump right into the next game. Dying Light Two. I'm not gonna say much on this. I'm pretty sure Greg won't either. It's Dying Light Two. We already know what's gonna be zombies, zombies, zombies. No, they did Riva. It it is. Um, I never played the first game, so I, I can't did. really be. I, I can't really be one to like you know. I'll say this. It. I'll say this, and then we'll move on. Uh, Dying Light One was awesome. It was a, it was a good game. It's funny enough. I went to GameStop earlier today, and I saw it on the pre-owned section, and it had a good price. And I was thinking about myself. You should have picked it up. I, I should have picked it. You up. You should have because yeah. it's a fantastic game. It's for PS4 and Xbox One. I suggest anybody right now. Anybody like zombie games? This is a good game without zombie games. I'll tell you right now. If this had no zombies in it, this could have stand alone perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next one, which uh, another one I can't wait for. Devil May Cry Five. They're doing. Oh, yes. Everybody. Now it's not Dante. It, it, no, it's, it is technically. Uh, it's technically Dante. It it is. I the, thought the studio has has pretty much come off and said that like this is not the the actual Don. I try <laughs> to remember the the actual thing, and I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but like. Um, they basically said that this, that this DMC5 is a return to form, like, from how they left it off of the last game. Because it seemed, because um, I know DMC4 didn't have Dante, but he had, they had... Yeah, DMC4 was basically a reboot of the franchise. And with then... A with a different protagonist. Now, is this the guy from DMC4, or is this Dante himself? I'm pretty sure this is Dante. Alright, well, we'll see when yeah. it comes out. Battletoads. Remastered. I never saw the trailer, so I can't. I didn't either, but I've never played the original Battletoads, but I've heard it's shit. I've seen every video game nerd play it. And... It's not shit. It's just... It's Nintendo hard. It's, it's oh, bad. okay. Uh, Gears of War. Gears of War, I think, 5 or 6, and... What was the last one? Gears of War 4? Or is Gears of War 3? Uh, Gears of War Pop. 
No, 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 no. This is an actual Gears of War game. Yeah. Yeah, you got the main one, and then you got the one that's... No, the... what was the last game they came out with for Gears of War? Was it 3 or 4? Oh, it, it's 4, I believe. Well, it's so the next Gears game in the five. series. Next yeah. game in the series. Can't wait for that one because I played Gears of War 1 and 2. Fantastic game. I, I was like, we're a fan of the Gears of War um, I was. I, I think it's I'm, it's something new. To, yeah. You know, it's not really... Uh, and then we got the mobile game. I'm not going to talk too much about the mobile game. I mean, I it's will a mobile say, game. like, the only way one I could say that's interesting about it is that, like, you know... It's they pop got, figures. Th- yeah, they got pop figures. <laughs> and I figured to myself, okay, you got my attention. <laughs> now let's see how this picks up. But they didn't show any gameplay. They just showed the cinematic reveal trailer where well, it was... That also, they also, like, had mentions of doing, like, a PC tactical RPG... That would be cool. Making. That would be kind of cool. Um, and they have it, like you know, somewhat set up also. So that'll be interesting to see later. Uh, on. Let's keep going. Later. We're gonna go with uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Is that Xbox One exclusive, or is it gonna be on PS4? Also, I believe it's Xbox One exclusive. Ah, now let me talk about the Tomb Raider series, especially with the, re- with the uh, that with that's the reboot. that's been kind of shaky. I don't know. I've the first game. No, what I'm saying, what I mean by shaky is I don't mean the games were bad. I played the reboot to the Tomb Raider. I have it for PS4. The definitive edition. It's great. It's I love it. It's awesome. What I mean shaky was when they first announced the Tomb Raider sequel and they first announced that Xbox One bought the rights to it for console exclusivity. Exclusivity. A lot of people were pissed off. Because, like, you can't just do that. No, you can't. Like, you can't. And and you know what sucks is Tomb Raider got her start on PlayStation. Yeah, so it's basically like, hey... We made you give birth to a child and never taking it from you. I mean... Okay, that that joke was probably a little bit... Uh, yeah, a little too bad, man. A little uncouth. Um, but, like, considering, uh, you know, the actual... the Like, the new the newer games that came out, like, the past three or four, five years, I wanted to play them. Because they look they look decent. They the, look really fun. Not fun, but they look like... I could actually willingly have spend a good time, time. This. and have a yeah. good time playing it, enjoy it, and I do. I do like the uh, Tomb Raider reboot they did. Um, next one, we'll just, we're gonna well, go right on. Let's move on to the next game. Crackdown Three. Now, I've never played any of the Crackdown games. Me neither, but I will say, like, it looks fun. And I, I've it, seen it, and like, I definitely love uh, the kind of art style they're going. They went with the, uh, you know, with the, uh, you know, Crackdown series. Um, God, how can I, how can I say this? Um, Next, I I would love to see uh, I if I could find like a copy of Crackdown or like Crackdown Two, I will I will in, I will personally play it just to see if I like it. Yeah, I, same here. Then I will then I will just leave it at that. I will say I I need to give give it like a now. Shot. You may know this game. I don't know this game. I've never heard of this game whatsoever. Tales of Vespera. Definitive Spirit, edition. Yeah. Okay, so I have this game on the okay. Xbox 360. Um, I haven't played much of it, unfortunately, because I because like I played it like once or twice, and I sort of moved on to a different game. Not because that it was boring, but like because um, I was busy with like you know, I bought the I bought the game when I was in the middle of working just as I got out of high school, and I never. Played it again during that time because I was busy with work. And was it was I, it fun though? Was it worth first, picking up or? It's it's a JRPG. It's what you kind of oh, expect. Okay. Um, from what I saw from like the reveal trailer, um, it's basically a graphic overhaul. Like uh, everything looks clear, crisper. Um, they they've added in some some current some like you know original exclusive characters that are only in the Japanese version. 
into this game. And that kind of sucks, but, you uh, know. Again, we'll... I hope it does good. Uh, micro All right, now we're going on right next. Going right on to the next game, because this one is from the creators... Or, no, from the same studios that brought us Dark Souls. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Oh, okay. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's going to be like Dark Souls, but with Feudal Japan-esque. All right, now I guess... not medieval. I'm sorry for interrupting once more. No, that's I gotta, fine. I'm done. i stop just for a second here. Um, the program that we're using to run this podcast is called Anchor. I gotta ask, what is the limit on... I, I would, would want to say an hour, but... The podcast I was on the other night, trying testing this out, we went over an hour. So I'm just saying because I'm seeing this bar going going down to like near the edge of like the other yeah, side of the um, and I'm thinking to myself, oh wow, this is we only got a little bit left, anyways. So I mean, like, but that was just a personal question between the both. No, that's fine. Um, anyway, it's an hour, but I think we we're allowed to go over an hour. So going to Sekiro, um, I love the art style uh-huh. uh, of the game and how and how like you know from what the trailer showed us, it looks. It looks like it's going to be a I've, a good, grim, grim, dark sort of experience. Mm-hmm. I uh, they said it was going to be from the same studios that brought us Dark Souls. So when it when it has the word Sekiro, I think feudal Japan or feudal China, samurais, ninjas, all that yeah. good stuff. Like, um, and honestly, I gotta, I gotta admit, when, like there was a kind of like a little joke, like uh, that, like since it was made by the same guy that did Dark Souls, you gotta think to yourself. Oh well, maybe he's just kind of sick and tired of making Dark Souls games. <laughs> you could have just, you could or you could have just called it "You Die in Feudal Japan." <laughs> <laughs> next one, and the next one is I don't know why Microsoft did this, but it's for Xbox One and PS4. Unless it's one of those instances where it's gonna come out on Xbox One first, and then a year later, I, like I, Dead Rising Four, Jump Force, the new Jump Star Victory versus fighting game. Oh God! Okay, so a presentation pit- wise. He did get kind of some mixed applause, but, like, the trailer itself looks awesome. Oh, it did, it did. I think it's just going to be, like, a, a straight-up, like, you know, beat-em-up, like, with, like, Ultimate Jump Stars was for the PS3 and PS4. Honestly, I don't know. It's got that fluidity of Jump Stars Victory Versus. Yeah, a little it's bit. Got so, that. It's got that. Do you um, think it's only going to have One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, and Naruto characters, or is it going to have characters from all across the Shonen It's a manga. It's going to be a big is it? anime. Because yeah. I would love, and I don't think it's Shonen... But I would just love if they threw in some My Hero Academia characters. Speaking of My Hero Academia, oh, God, you know no, they're, they're, doing an, they're doing a My Hero Academia game? I saw that, and that's one of the games on here we're talking like it's, about. It's, it's, like, I'll just go on to this next game for a quick second. I believe it's being produced by the same guys that have done like the Naruto like uh, Ninja Storm series. They do fantastic work. They, they've done fantastic they've work. They've done fantastic I, work. Unfortunately, it was gonna, I wasn't kind of like impressed with the mock battle they did between like Deco and, yeah. and uh, Midoriya. Yeah. What was her name, Midoriya? Uh, it was, she's the gravity. She's the gravity Midoriya girl. Midoriya is Deku's real name. Um, I can't remember for the life of me of the gravity girl's name. I'm going to call her Gravity Girl. Like, the problem is I just started watching My Hero Academia and that's like, that's like a big, it's like a big shocker, uh, like, because the rest of my friends who have seen it, they're like, this is a good anime. It, it is. a big anime nerd. Why haven't you seen this again? I'm like, I just haven't seen hey, it. So what are you, what episode are you on right now? I've been following the Tsunami run, so like, so, I'm okay. just in the, I'm, I think like tonight's going to be like the fifth episode that they premiere. So you're five, you're going to be five episodes in, you're, you're four episodes in right now, you're going to be five. What are your thoughts on the everything, on the voice acting, the animation, the action they've the shown? The voice acting, the animation is good. I definitely love how they pace the scenes. Oh, the pacing beautiful. Is, the pacing is good. Mwah. Um, 
Unfortunately, oh god, it's here comes one unfortunately. Soundtrack. So we all, I hope all of us know about the "You Say Run" meme. In like, you know, if you don't know the meme, it's basically the the theme that is played um, when All Might is facing this one guy, like. Some sometime in in season one or season two, and I know who you're. Is beating the crap out of this guy, and he's like doing this awesome, like you know, speech about like although he's giving his all, he'll just have to give it, give it more, and like that's when the music sweeps, and, and that's when it becomes dramatic, and then suddenly you have like the fucking climax of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie playing. You say run while while this is going I, on. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Now we get to the actual anime. And the first, first or second episode, please, you say run. I'm thinking to myself, okay, well that's that's all right. I mean, like it's the big opening, yeah, opening thing. I thought this was going to be All Might's theme, but I'm like, I could live with it. Next episode, please, you say run. <laughs> yeah. Then the next episode, they play you say run. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, good God, they've they've ruined a good song. <laughs> like, um, and not to say that you say run is a bad a bad track. I, a good, I can't remember. Like, you know, energy, airjack track that I would, I consistently play on my, on my phone. You know what they could have done for Jump Force? And I think a lot of people would hate me for this if I said this. They could have had a metal band or a rock band. Like, I'll send you the link tonight. Um, Jonathan Young does amazing metal covers. Oh, yeah. They could have had Jonathan Young come out and play the Fighting Dreamers Uh, theme from Naruto for this game. So, anyway, like, I know what they were going for, like... IGN kind of suspects that this is going to be like one big anime adventure sort of style kind of game. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, because, you know, the the set piece that they had, like, you know, Naruto, Luffy, and Goku fighting Frieza was in New York. And I'm thinking to myself, why would they be in New York unless anime characters on, go to uh, a different dimension? Yeah, yeah so it, it's weird. Because it show, was it New York City that they showed? It had the American flag. It has to be New York City. It's, it's in a ruined city. And they're fighting like perfect form Frieza. And, oh, okay. Like, it, it's gotta be. So, long story short, you and me are both excited for Jump. Force. Oh, I can't wait! It looks fantastic. I just hope they put more. I just hope this isn't really a spiritual successor to Battle Stadium Dawn. Yeah. And I hope it's they're just throwing everybody. Yu Yu Hakusho. Love that anime. You know who they could throw in to really twist things up? Domon Kashu from Mobile Fighter G Gundam, because he does have a martial arts background. Yeah, yeah and then like. The ending of the trailer shows, like, light from Death Note, and that's, like, a surprising I, reveal. Uh, like, God what damn is it. a character like him doing in, in, in a shonen, like, fighting game like this? I can't, no, I, uh, no. He, he's a spanner in the works. I don't like, care. I can't, I don't like Death Note. I really don't. I didn't like the Netflix movie. No, I don't even like the anime. I tried to watch the anime. I couldn't get through the first episode. I thought it was stupid. I didn't think it was stupid. I just felt as though, from a sick choice i i didn't like something like this but the I fact that he showed up was a surprise like but then when they showed up i'm like no don't fucking make l or don't make light and the reaper the bad guys for this game i mean if you do that'd he be great be, he might be the villain but like there's a good chance that like it's gonna be like a situation like you know naruto ultimate ninja storm where uh you have uh Conqueror using like puppets yeah in the fight so basically you have like a player like you know controlling light but then like all the fighting is done by ryuk ryuk yeah, um, but anyway, uh, we're at the fifty-nine minute mark. Um, we can we can probably keep this going. Yeah, I don't let's know. Let's keep this going. So let's go to the next uh, game. Nintendo's the next one, and oh, wait, there's not wait, that many for Nintendo. Wait, wait, we're not going to talk about Kingdom Hearts three. We will because that's because Square Enix didn't really have a panel. 
this year. So I got it on others. And look how many others we have. Oh, yeah. God. So let's uh, let's keep this okay, going. So Nintendo, Nintendo. Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, I will say this. Um, Nintendo Treehouse was like really underwhelming. Like I had spent like the past two days like just binge watching the E3 uh, stream from DXP as well as online. And you got, like, Microsoft with its presentation. Then you got Ubisoft the next day with its presentation. Then you got, you got Sony's. Yep. And then you go to Nintendo Treehouse. And you realize, from what the IGN guys are saying, they might be putting all their chips into just presenting Smash Brothers. And I guess that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, Alright, let's try this for now. We're back with... Uh, Hobby Talk, part two of E3. Let's we're just gonna jump right into Smash Bros. Ultimate with Nintendo panel. I I I I don't know. I mean I'm excited for Smash Bros. Ultimate, but I don't have a switch. So long story short, it seemed like Nintendo put all their chips into like the presentation. And yes, there is hype. There is stu there is like spectacular hype for this game. Uh like it's ambitious of the fact that like they got every character from every previous Smash Bros. game into this one one thing for Nintendo Switch, and then you got like the brand new character like a Ridley, like who on record like a big old internet rumor from years back was that they never put Ridley into into a Smash game just because of how big he was. But now that they got the technology, they they put in the big fucking space pterodactyl. <laughs> Finally, Samus has her up. Uh, has her antagonist in her, in a Smash game. Her Lex Luthor, would you? Her Joker. Yeah, the the monster that has has consistently ruined her life time and time again uh, has finally shown up. Um, so, jeez, how can I say this? Um, I I don't know. I, like, I'm not excited for this game. I I, I, I can be, but I I I'd have to have a switch, I mean, and I don't, so I'm not really. Too excited. I mean, I'd buy, I'm buying a Switch for like uh, different reasons, like for different games. Oh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, I'd buy Mario uh, Odyssey. Yep. Um, so, essentially speaking, this game is going to sell. Oh, it it's is. It's on. Smash Brothers. It's, it's, it's going to sell. Gonna you know sell. it's going to sell. Like, you got, you got like every returning character like like coming back. They've revamped some of the movesets from like other ones. It's going to be a good game. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, you know it's gonna be... I, I'm just sort of disappointed that, like, Nintendo didn't, like, focus on other game, like, this in one other game. Like, they had, like, a reveal trailer for, like, a, another, like, you know, big mech fighting game at the beginning. And that was I it. I love that. That I'm, was it, that was it. ARMS, uh, if I get one, if I ever get a Switch, ARMS would be the first game I get, to be yeah. honest with you, because that's a good game. But demo for that at GameStop one day, it's pretty good. Um, we're gonna go on to Mario Party. Um, Mario Party. Is there really anything else to be said there? Yeah, no, not no, really. It's okay. Mario Party. <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time on this one because I know Greg can go on for hours and hours and hours for this one. Pokemon, let's go Eevee, and let's go Pikachu. Well, honestly, um, hold on. I'm not impressed. I'm not, I'm it's not. they went back to the Kanto Yes. Region. I can agree with the it, It's, uh... The fact that they went back to Kanto after two successful games in Unova for some for uh, no, some not moves. two successful games uh, in Alola, you mean? Oh yeah, sorry, I said yeah. Unova. Um, so, like, our issue issue is that like we both kind of agreed that we wanted to go to a new generation, but like some of the guy, some of my friends in 
Entire- Honestly, I didn't want to go to a new generation. I wanted the Diamond and Pearl remake. Everybody's been expecting the Diamond Pearl remake. Everybody wants to go back to Sinnoh. Just because you have God, Arceus, praise be unto thee. Uh, I'm a Giratinus myself, so... Yeah, same here. Uh, actually, no, I'm a D- uh, Dialga. I love Dialga. Gotta go with... Fucking heretic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, anyway... Um, just the stuff they showed, okay? So, they've obviously revamped everything with, like, how catching works. It's similar to, like, Pokemon Go system, where, like, you know... Uh, the Pokemon will have, like, a certain CP, and if you catch it, like, that'll be... That'll be, like, you know, moved into, like, actual stats for, like, battling and stuff like that. But can they take Pokemon from Pokemon Let's Go and then move them? Yes. Oh, can they? Because yeah. I've heard that yeah, they were doing that. Yeah, that's a brand new feature that they're doing. With Perfect. Uh, to coincide with, like, the, the Pokemon Go Ball... The Pokemon Ball... The Pokeball Go Plus for the game. Um, so, obviously, it's merchandise-driven. But, um, you know, like, hey... But he... Hey, for those that didn't see it, the Pokemon Go Plus is basically a, a alternate like Nintendo Switch controller, and it comes with a with a Mew inside the ball. So like you automatically get a Mew to add on to your team as soon as you as soon as you buy that game. And you start. got you gotta wonder you have to be you probably have to be a certain level to even use that Mew. Probably, and they're like in the olden games where. There'll be some stipulations to having such a thing. Um, but, like, the more exciting things, uh, though I will say this, it could just be the presentation, but, like, the combat has, like, gone slower, and that's probably not for the best. Really? It's yeah. like, how, how fast it's been for like, the past couple games. Um, but... They couldn't... Like, the fact it is they brought back, the like, you know, the Pokemon walking as your buddy thing like from like gold and silver and the best part is is that like the team that the presentation had from the Tundra treehouse was you had a pikachu the three kanto stars so bulbasaur a bulbasaur a charmander and squirrel uh you had an eevee at the end of the party and they had an onyx l15 so they were showcasing like how the po- like if you choose to make one of your pokemon you're like your your walking buddy um it'll go out of the pokeball and walk with you um now automatically for Eevee and Pikachu, uh, you have Pikachu who will constantly be on your shoulder and stuff like that, as like a reference to the anime, and then you have the Eevee which will sit on top of your head. Yeah, yeah. The dude returns uh, his Charmander back to the Pokeball, and then he takes out the Onix. Is it massive? It is up to scale. <laughs> what <laughs> Onix should be considering the game world, and that's not the best part. As soon as he brings it on, uh, He's a imme- like the the character is immediately riding the onyx on its head. That's cool. And so they're going to Pure City, and again, the kid is riding an onyx into Pure City and stuff like that. And it is massive, considering the fact that it's twice the size of like a Pokemon or like a Pokemon Center they brought in, and like people are commenting on it. I saw I saw a picture where it was Soul Silver and Heart Gold where. The character had an onyx walking behind him, and then all of a sudden he goes to the Pokemon Center. Normal, but under that it showed the onyx bursting through the door. Yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> Joy just crafting well, it, herself. Yeah, it's it it's awesome. Uh, the other thing that we saw from like the demo trailer was that they've added in side quests. Ooh, yeah. That's... So they had like uh, you head over to like a museum, and there's this woman there, and she wants to go into the museum, but she can't because her slowpoke won't obey her. Because it's a slowpoke. So yeah. she kindly asked the player character to watch a slowpoke for, for them. Um, so, of course, he does that. Yeah. And there's this little cinematic where, like, 
the kid is just staring at the slowpoke, and then the slowpoke turns to him and just stares back. And that's the entire cinematic. That's and, like, it's I just mean, like a peaceful little, like, hey, I'm watching a slowpoke. Am, am I upset that there's no more handheld Pokemon games? I think everybody's kind of upset with that, since, like, Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun were, like, the last games to come out for the 3DS generation. But then you got to remember that the Switch itself acts as a handheld also. Yes, and the pricing, was it $200 for a pre-owned? I'm... A pre-owned is going to be $250. That's not bad. That is not bad. I bought my PS4 $250. Yeah. Still works to this day. Beautiful. And, and then that's just where you where you buy it. Like, uh, GameStop, I actually did like a price check today at our local GameStop, and they were like, um, a pre-owned... Switch will be around like a two hundred eighty nine dollars. So that's still close to three hundred. And considering the fact that this game, that this console has been out for like what, like two or three years yeah, now, that like that it. has that has some that has some really good staying power with the market. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, will I buy it right off the hand now that I'm gonna have a better job? Yes, I will be buying a Switch because I want to play Zelda Breath of the Wild. I want to play Arms. I want to play One Two Switch. No, I want to play. <laughs> I do want to play Pokemon. Let's go Pichu. Let's go Eevee. But I'm sorry, the fact that they're just going back to Kanto really bothers me. Because we've seen enough Generation 1 remakes. We, exactly. We had Fire Red. I thought you were going to disagree with me. No, we had Fire Red and Leaf Green. We had Pokemon Gala. We had, uh, like, I think, like, like funny enough, chron- chronological-wise, the last Kanto game we had was technically Fire Red and Leaf Green, but then you got to remember, we went back to Kanto when the Soul Silver and uh, Heart Gold remakes came out. Yeah. I think... I think just for me and John, we're kind of sick of just going back to Kanto. If and they don't doing give, the same region again. if they don't add in, like the, you said, they've added in side quests. That's great. That's fantastic. But if they don't add in notches to the uh, get to other notches to the game, I'm sorry, but this game's gonna bomb. I'm, I'm. I will say it first. If the game doesn't bomb, fine. But if the game bombs, I'm going to say, well, it's because they went back to Kanto because they had nothing new into the game. And I've heard nothing about anything new yet. I mean, the other thing also, though. If they make it so you can travel, because I know they're putting the national decks in there. That's in every yeah. game whatsoever. That's not going to except, uh, except for Ultra Sun Ultra, they got rid of the national decks. Did they now. really? Yeah, oh, I geez. know. It's, it's surprising that they that they got rid of like the majority of the Pokemon just to, because like the... the the, the actual decks for uh, freaking Ultra and Ultra Sun was so big, like over almost 500 Pokemon. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, that that sort of makes sense. Now, I mean, our buddy Alex cannot wait for this game. And, you know, fine. And I can't wait for it either. It looks, I, I can uh, wait for it. The hype I... is real, but, like, uh, it, I think, like, the major draw, <laughs> the major drawing point from it is also, like, you know, what, what brings to the table, like, connectivity to, like, Pokemon Go. Uh, the fact of the matter is that, like, technically speaking... With the Pokeball Go Plus, you can literally take one of your Pokemon um, from either Pokemon Go or from the actual game itself, put it in the Pokeball, and it acts like, you know, the Pokewalker from, like, Pokemon HeartGold, Soul Silver, and stuff like that. Uh, and you'll be able to, like, you know, carry around a Pokemon with you at all times and stuff like that. It's amazing. But then you get, like, the deal with, with Go, where you could actually transfer the Pokemon you captured from the game and transfer it immediately into Let's Go. I you know and considering the fact that like some of the more like you know competitive players of Go or like some of the more experienced ones immediately have like these maxed out Pokemon that they've that they've had for for almost three I, or so years. I got you know it's, I can't wait for let's go. I can it's, wait it's, for it's let's crazy. go. 
And I've heard they're, they may be giving Eevee a new evolution, and I've heard they may be giving Pikachu a new evolution. Well, the Pikachu evolution, I don't believe that's the case. I think they might... Like, do you know recently that they... Well, not recently, this is like a month or two... A month or a month and a half ago that this came became like internet news. Like, uh, like uh, someone managed to leak out the beta version of Pokemon Gold onto the internet. Pokemon Gold? What was this? Jojo. Okay. Yeah. Literally, Pokemon Gold, Silver, Crystal? Okay. Okay, so, like, Gold... So, like, Gold is still being data mined because of all the different, like, designs for some Pokemon that never made it into the final cut. And one of them was Gorochu, which was supposed to be, like, an alternate evolution for Pikachu. See, if they put put that in there, I, you know... Nobody could figure out what it was going to be. Before we go on, real quick, to the last game Nintendo uh, announced... I want to say if they add in updates later on through the game where you can travel to different regions... That will automatically be a... I will be okay. Then I will eat my words and I'll say, guess what? Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. I'll try it. I mean, from what I've talked to some people and they've... They've said that, like, this is sort of, like, the stepping stone before they finally do, like, the next generation or possibly the Gen 4 remake that everybody's been waiting for. And, honestly... We're still waiting I, I, on I Gen can, 4 for I Pokemon can, I can Go. I'm forever for Gen 4, honestly. Like, I'm more interested in seeing newer regions. Don't get me wrong. I oh, love same the, here. I love the Sinnoh region. I, I love the Sinnoh I'm, region. I'm a, Gen, I'm a Gen 4 fanboy as much as the next guy, especially with what it brought to the table. It gave me, the ass, it gave me my favorite evolution out of Gen 4, and it was Electivire. I right. love Electivire, and it gave me my su- favorite pseudo-legendary, and it was Lucario. I love Lucario. I love the Electivire. I mean, Gen 4 has probably one of my favorite starters in Polion. Like, a water steel was... type that looks like a, that looks like this badass-looking Emperor Penguin. Yeah! Like, me, it was Chimchar. me up. Me, it was Chimchar and Infernape. The fighting fire with literally a fire crown on top of his head. Yeah. You cannot get any more badass than that. I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, you have a flame scarf, Emboar? That's cool. Oh, Charizard, you got a flame tail. Oh, Blaziken, you have Fire Fist. And then you have, like, you know, uh, Team Galactic with their boss being, I don't care for this world, so I will abuse the power of a Pokemon that control time and a Pokemon that control space to create a brand new universe (sighs) where I am a god king. I'm like, wow, they really stepped up from Team Magma and Team (laughs) Aqua. But anyway, um, if they do decide to bring in DLC for this game where you get to go to other ranges... I'm all, be 100% on, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm 100% on I'm all in. I'm I would be all in for that. I will eat my words of what I've just said today. Yeah. Um next game and it's going to be the last game which it's not really a new game, it's a port which kind of eh. me. But it's the sad thing is the port is a is of a really good game. It's Dragon Ball Fighters Z. Oh, doing that for Switch. They were doing that for Switch and I have no problem with it. And the sad part is it is a port. But the good part is it's of a good fighter game. This oh, is, is this is a fa- I bought it for PlayStation Four, brand new digital copy, sixty dollars. I never complain about it. The combo system is fantastic. The animation, the the way they animated the game, they kind of made it three D slash two D. Cell shading. It's made by the same guys, Arc System, that have done the Blaze Blue series. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a good game. If you guys, it's, it's it, sort of like the story. The story is lacking, but it's a fighter game. It's, yeah, it's if you guys like fighter games where you want to just you know play local with your friends and goof around on a game, 
That would be one of the games I suggest you do it on. Yeah. For either for PS4 uh, or Xbox I mean, One or Switch. Some of the ports that they've been bringing out to Switch, like uh, with Skyrim and stuff like Did that. Did you see the DLC characters they just came out with? Uh, the, yeah. It was Bardock and Brawley the first one, and then Super Saiyan Blue Vegito and somebody I think else. Doing like uh, Pan and Super Saiyan Four Goku also. Cool. Cool. Um, I'm uh, a, I'm I'm one of those people who love the GT series. Skyrim, I don't know if you have that on the list, but like. I do know that they had like a teaser trailer for. Uh, that is on the list. It's for, uh, um, for the Elder Scrolls Six. Elder, Elder Scrolls Six. We'll cross that off because we'll talk about it right now. Um, yeah. This is not going to be in Skyrim, is it? It's going to be a new area. It's a new. Re- it's a new region. Perfect. Um, I, or it's or we're going back to like the Empire from like you know Oblivion. That's, that's so fine Cyril. too. I mean, I have the Elder Scrolls Definitive Edition for Xbox One. There's still a lot of bugs in it that they haven't fixed yet. That's. That's what mods are for. But even mods... Xbox, are... Xbox One version of, of like, uh, Special Edition Skyrim, you have all these mods. Uh, because like, PS4 lacks the licensing agreements. Yeah. They... But that doesn't stop them from getting their own mods that can fix up most of the, uh, you know... Oh, yeah. All the bugs and stuff. Um, the, mod, the mods I have are fantastic. The, a mean, lot of these people work their asses off for these mods. I mean, one of these days we gotta, like, just... I have... We're talking about crazy stories of the, behind Skyrim. Guess, guess what? Yeah. I'm not kidding you. They just released a release mod a couple months ago. I download it. It's on my Xbox One right now. A Naruto overhaul. And lets you use all the eight gates. Amaterasu, Rasengan, Rasen Shuriken. It's amazing. I gotta show you sometime. Um, next game. We're gonna go... We're gonna jump around for the others. Because these are ones that were never really part of a panel from what I've seen. Um, the one I can't wait for. Just Cause 4. Uh, that's yeah, a good one. Uh, I'll leave you to that. because Just I Cause 1... I never played it. Just Cause 2, I found it. Believe it or not, I found Just Cause 2 when I was a little kid at my older house, and I popped it in. Grappling hook. Third-person shooter, for one. You don't see too many of those anymore. Well, I don't know. No, because Destiny's first-person all that. And they, from, they went from Just Cause 2, from just the grapple hook to fly around, to the grapple hook in the wingsuit in Just Cause 3. And in Just Cause 3, they upped the ante again by adding DLC that lets you have a jet-propelled pa- jet wingsuit. It's amazing. With auto- with homing missiles and a mounted gun right on your shoulder, you feel like War Machine flying through the air. It's it's literally the best Iron Man game to not be an Iron Man game. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. I've never, I have not beaten the game yet. I'm still working on it. But I can't wait for, to see... How they up the ante again with Just Cause 4. Maybe it's going to be a new region with, you know, Rico. They already said Rico, which is the main character for 2 three, two and 3. Rico's coming back for it, and we're going to... They're going to go from there. I haven't seen too much. They've shown the reveal trailer, but that's it. No gameplay, no nothing. At least from what I've heard. Um, we're going to go with Anthem next. Oh, okay. I. You're going to have to take the bar on this one there, pal. Everyone is, like... Every, everyone from my major friend circle online is, like... This is the game. This is going to be one of the one of the one of the really good games to come out. Come out. Uh, it, and they said it's going to be like Destiny. It's and it's going to be like Destiny, but then you have like mechs. Like, ooh, was this the one you were talking about earlier? It's like time. It it's like Titanfall was a good game. Yeah, it it's sort of like a revamped Titanfall, but with like you know, uh, like magic and stuff like that, and set in a setting similar to like Halo from what I've seen. I would. I'm going to pick this game up. Now, I think Anthem is PS4 and Xbox One. Yes. And Just Cause 4 is going to be PS4 and Xbox One, because I think Just Cause 3 was on both systems, but Just Cause 2 and 1, I want to say, were only for Sony. 
I didn't see the trailer for Anthem, unfortunately, uh, but, like, I have seen the, the tech demo and the gameplay demo for, for it, and it's it's something that we, that I, I gotta buy. I have Death, Death Standing twice on this list. Sorry, we're gonna skip over that. We're gonna come back to the next item on this list. Because we're just gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna be gonna come, the coup de gras. It, yeah, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I was hoping you would get to that. It was. Okay. It's on this list. So let's talk about it right now. Presentation wise, this is the last thing revealed for the Xbox One. So imagine this, okay? Who did this game? Was it Microsoft? I. It is my. It's not Microsoft. It's from the same guys that did so, Sunset Overdrive. I believe. Okay, Insomniac. So, so anyway, or, or Project something. I I forget. Okay. What it's yeah. Go on. Anyway. So imagine this, you, I, it's at the end of the night for the, for the Xbox presentation, uh, the big guy, uh, I am sorry, I keep forgetting these names, but you gotta remember, this I was like, even... this was like earlier this week, and like, yeah. stuff has happened then, yeah. uh, he's like, signing everybody off, saying like, hey, I hope you have an, a wonderful time at E3, we'll be down at the booths, like, willing to answer questions and stuff like that, have a good, and then immediately it cuts to like, you know, like, this, like, the lights glitching out, and then the video screen shows, like, you know, this this line of script going through the game, oh, going through the video over and over and over again before finally it, it like, you know, says something about, like, hacking and stuff like that, and immediately we get, get into the trailer for Cyberpunk 2077. And the first thing you notice is the color scheme. Uh, it's it's gritty and dark in some cases, but then immediately it goes into layer layer softer like neon bright colors like like this is like a like a, this, a punk grungy sort of aspect and then this, you get into the into the uh the talk of what the thing is like and how cybernetics have ruled the world and then the best part the best part that i learned after afterwards was that it's made by this like it it's being helped or like being made by being be made by the same guys that have done the Witcher series. Ooh, those were good. I yeah. played Witcher three. But recently. then also because of the setting, it looks like it could be done by like guys who have done GTA also. And wow. So, and so like I remember earlier this week, I was getting a discussion with some of my some of my friends at my job. Like, is this going to be like a GTA style game, or is it going to be like a, a Witcher style RPG thing with like in a in a nitty gritty like dystopian apocalyptic setting? I would love and, that, dude. I mean, like our big our bigger questions were: was it going to be open world, or was it going to be like you know going from place to place and stuff like that? Now, like, when we get to the end of the list here, I want to talk about one developers, one uh, studio developer, but keep going because it's going to be kind of a. No, all I can say is like I, I am in the majority that is really excited to see what Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven has. I was saying here the way you're describing it, it, it sounds like Watch Dogs mixed with GTA mixed with The Witcher. Yeah. So it would be so really cool got, to see what's going. We, go- we, we have to check it out. List. Yeah. Next list on the the next game on the list is oh we skipped over one Battlefield Five, or Battlefield V. Or, yeah. I, same I can't too nah. much about Battlefield. Uh, I, I consider it's just like I'm probably gonna. Gonna like uh, make a lot of people upset, but I kind of consider it like a Call of Duty clone, and that it, sounds even, really it, shallow. But even then, Call of Duty not. has gotten really shallow over the years. They announced Black Ops Four and no Black Ops Three. No, no it was four. Three's already been out. No. <laughs> no. From what I've seen, Black Ops Three is like uh, just the the revamped zombie maps. Uh, the actual geez. game is coming oh, okay. out later. 
Um, we'll go right. We skipped over one. So, like, I I'm sorry if it, if I made a lot of people upset by by that. I comment. mean, I I'm not a big I'm not a big Call of Duty or Battlefield fan in the first yeah. place. I only like I said I yeah, only war, played war games. Whenever my uh, yeah, same here. Shtick, and um, that's, that's kind of hypocritical considering the fact that like I love war games on Halo Five. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> yeah. Or we're talking about like God of War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like. What are you talking about? To me, they're, to me, the Call of Duty and Battlefield games are in a league of their own now, and they're called military shooters. You know, if, oh, military shooters. Yeah, that's, to me, I that's call it military was, shooters. I don't know if it actually is, but I call it military shooters. And do I play Call of Duty? Yes. What do I play them for? The zombie maps. I love the zombie maps. Sitting down with your I've friends. Al- I've always loved zombies. And local or split, sc- and split screen or in online co-op. Just talking with your friends, having a good time. Seeing how far you can get. I love the survival s- stuff to that. But other than that... Not too much to say on Black Ops. I don't think they said anything at E3 for it. That was just a little nod. They, they did not. Oh, they didn't? They oh, did. okay. So, uh, next one, we're going to go with the Division 2. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because, like, with Xbox's presentation, they, they did, like, a rapid-fire sort of deal where they didn't focus on, like, a, a bunch of games. They showed 50 games, like, in, like, a straight line. Jesus. Like, like that... <sighs> It's it's weird. It was weird. Division two. Any thoughts? I mean, I I played the beta for the first one. I I wasn't that impressed. I thought. I I've heard how good the first division is. It, I want to see. It was a. I saw. I actually do want to play this game, and like because I remember seeing the trailer. Sure, when the DXP stream was going on, and it how was it was like you can either play as three people, like you know, tactically, like taking out this one guy, or you have two AI, uh, help you. Help with a diversion while you're going after the guy. Um, I I want I want the first. Game. To me, the first division it was a no another no man's sky deal, where it was crappy when it first came out, and then they had to do nothing but update it for it to even get remotely playable. And then from what I've heard from a buddy of mine, Jordan Hermance, he's played it recently and it is amazing. It's phenomenal now, but for them to put that much work into a game to where after like a year or two after its release, where you have to constantly keep updating it. Just to get... I mean, I have No Man's Sky for PS4. I think that is a great game. Mm-hmm. Now. But when it first came out, I didn't pick it up. I bought my No Man's Sky for like 20 bucks. <laughs> but other than that, Division 2, again, it's a military-style shooter. I'm not going to be getting it. If, you, if there's fans of the Division out there, by all means, go support the game. From what I've seen, you guys love it. You guys support it. Go right ahead. I'm not going to shit on you know any game unless I really do not like the game. Um, the next game we have on our list is Rage 2. I've never played Rage 2. What, the original Rage, Rage uh, Was that kind of like a Mad Max kind of thing? It I've is seen, a Mad Max sort of deal. Because I've um, seen... I haven't played the original either, so you're not alone in that case. I was about to say, because I... I always wanted to, just because I did like like the same that the game took place in. Um, the dystopian kind of motorist. Yeah. Rule the, ro- rule the world right now, because yeah, you know, the world's warrior. ended. and Yeah. Um, if they have giant mutant turtles riding in a turtle van that shoots, um, if they put a DLC where the Teenage Ninja Turtles come riding out of a van shooting freaking yeah. sewer lids, I'd be happy, I'd be all in, but, oh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. the Rage 2, Rage 1, I was never into, I never played it, I would have to try it, and it's been sitting at Walmart on the shelves for, like, 20 bucks for, like, years now, and no one has still picked it up. Uh, I mean, I mean, if, all in all, like, one of these days, if... I want to. I could just buy the game, but like my yeah. issue with buying Xbox One games now, it's it always kind of annoys me whenever I go to GameStop. It's like they have all these great deals on a bunch of games I want to play, but I'm like, 
I still have so many that I gotta finish. You first. still have to finish Xenoverse two, I believe. No, Xenoverse one. You still haven't finished Xenoverse one yet. I'm, funny enough, I'm on the last boss. They're doing Xenoverse three. I'm telling you right now. I I never remember why I stopped playing. It was because like I was doing like a, I was like binging all the parallel quest miss, missions, oh. like trying to get the S rank and get like all the get all all the uh, well you know, okay. items. You're gonna you're gonna really hate Xenoverse two because they just added in an update where you have to be level ninety to get this. And if you're level 90 and your friendship with Whis is maxed out, he will teach you how to go Super Saiyan Blue. Ugh. But there's one big problem with it. What's the problem? It drains your stamina. So oh, if you're how, how unbelievably fast, though? I don't know. I'm still working on it is, myself. I haven't really broken as like uh, how they how they revamped like you know uh, the Namekians like giant form. Oh, probably. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm still working on it. I'm only level 87. You have to be level 90. They say at least 90, but every time I hit a new level, I will go because you have to go talk to Weiss, and he won't say a damn word to you about oh. it. So I'm thinking you have to be level 90 to even get close to there. Jesus. Or my friendship level is not up high enough with Wii. So I'm going to keep working on that yeah, see how bad so, it is. Anyway, long story short, with Rage. It's, uh, I mean, if it comes out and I see it's good, I may pick it up when the price drops. But yeah. other than that, I'm not going to pick it up. Um, Wolfenstein Youngblood is the next game. I was never a fan of Wolfenstein series. I, I was. I thought it was different. The different take on World War II where... The Nazis did. I think it was the whole point was the Nazis did win World War Two because they yeah. had the, these mechanical. Was like one where like eventually aliens got into the mix. Yeah, and I never played that one. I played the recent ones that came out. Um, uh, I think I have it on my shelf over there somewhere. No, I do not. I think I gave it back to my buddy. Um, no, I can't. Like, I can't seriously say I'm excited for Wolfenstein Youngblood because I was never a big fan. If I see it, I see gameplay like I saw the other Wolfenstein. I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely gonna pick it up. Sometime, but not right at release date. Because there's other games I want to prioritize over, and there's one game on the list I'm on that's not on this list. I'm going to talk about, but the last one before we get to the coup de gras of this list is the one my see my Jordan Hermance's girlfriend is a gamer, but she wasn't a big gamer until she met Jordan, and then she met me because I got her turned on to Kingdom Hearts, but. All three of us, I'm pretty sure including you because you just looked at the list, so you know what game I'm talking about next. We're excited for this game. Spyro Reignited, the trilogy. Oh, yeah. Where they... Similar to what they did with the Crash Bandicoot, uh, the insane trilogy, they're now doing it again with Spyro. I have no problem with this. Me neither. Because it brings Spyro into a new light, gives him new graphics, we may get new games from it, and it introduces a character that, in my opinion, died... A long time ago. Uh, especially with Skylanders. Yeah, especially with Skylanders. Like, honestly, uh, I'll tell you something right now that I probably haven't told anybody. Spyro was actually one of the first games I ever played. Same here. It yeah. was... It, for me, for PlayStation, it wasn't Spyro 1. It was really weird. It's Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage that I played. Yeah, same here. And then I went back and played Spyro 1. Played, then I replayed Spyro 2 when I was... The, I replayed Spyro 2. And then I played Spyro 3. Never beaten... Any of them when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Because I had no concept of the story. So when I was a little kid, because I was still beginning to understand video games. Couple, fast forward to, say, 2014, 2016. I am literally... I bought Spyro 2 Ripto's Rage on the PS3 for like five bucks one night. Mm -hmm. I beat it within an hour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even speed running it. I wasn't, I'm just sitting there playing. I'm like... This game is as good as I remember. It's you know it's fluid. It's there's nothing. Is the sprites blocky? Yeah, but it's a PS One game. 
you know, you know, it's it, the graphics were still good for the PS One. Yeah. So in short, both of us. Are I, I can't wait for it, and yeah. it's hopefully it spawns a new game, it spawns a new trilogy for Spyro, oh, leading into the future. Hopefully, like it happens the same way. Of, like, isn't I don't know with the with the new Crash Bandicoot? Are they doing like another kart racing game? I don't know. Like? See, I don't. I didn't even know they were working on one because I know it's not Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog shut and closed down. Yeah. I don't know who worked on the insane trilogy. I got the game right over here. Um, let me see who worked on it. Um, Havoc, which those guys do. Activision and Vi- Vicious Visions. Of uh, Vicious Visions. Yeah, they worked on it with Demonware, Activision, Havoc, and then Blink Video yeah. or Bink Video. Huh. So, um, yeah, if they do do a cart another kart racing game, that's fine. But one kart racing game for Crash, I really want them to redo. With the new graphics is the Crash Tag Team Racing. Yeah. Or not the Crash Tag Team Racing, the Crash Kart Racing. or The original Crash Kart Racing game that was on the PS1. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, long story short, I can't wait for Spyro. Like I said, I hope it spawns a new legacy for this character. Uh, I hope this... then, like, we'll still... We'll still have... Like, this... a remastered version of the original trilogy. Oh, yeah. And I hope... I really hope it does sell well enough. And I hope Sony gets their head out of their asses with Spyro and say, you know what... The reignited trilogy did so good. Let's give Spyro a new legacy. Let's give let's build up his story more than what we've done in the past. So before we get to the Coupe de Grau, <laughs> this one isn't on the list. I don't think it is. But like, John, let me ask you something. Have you played Cuphead? Yes. No, I haven't. I haven't had the chance to yet. Someday we gotta play it together. Funny enough, I have now just gone to the end of the game. I have to fight the devil. The like, devil. I took like a, like. My my experience with the game is that like I took a big hiatus when I went aired like uh, Town Three, and the reason why was because like I kept dying to like Doctor Call's robot, <laughs> and there was this one like you know a running gun stage that kept killing me over and over. I was like, I didn't necessarily rage quit, but I was like, I just I just need to take a break because like yep. this is this is starting to get to me, and it wasn't funny. Anymore. Um, I just now started recently playing it again this week. I. And I'm shocked to say that, like, the game is now surprisingly a lot easier than why I gave it credit for. But now I've gone to the devil, and suddenly I'm <laughs> left and right, left and right. Um, <laughs> because his, his pattern of sex is so freaking stupid. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but, like, one of his attacks is essentially he turns his head to, like, a goat head, and he extends his arms like goat hooves, and, like, they immediately, like, like like slap down your character like that and they're so fast and you have to be like really precise when you when you jump and then get back into the get back into like the ground because they delay before they like uh, you know they like go back and turn regular arms and like there's this one sweet spot that you have to hit the exact middle of the hooves otherwise you get damaged and in a game where you can't afford to get damaged you see the problem but anyway what I'm getting at is that they announced DLC during the Microsoft presentation for Cuphead the uh, la- the the delicious final course, and just like before, from what I know, um, all the characters are going to be uh, like hand animated again. Hey. They had a brand new island. They got brand new bosses. Is I it still going to be Cuphead, or is it going to be? They got still got Cuphead and Mugman, but they added a new playable character, Miss Chalice, cool. who has the ability to double jump. There we go. So and it's then, the uh, Luigi of the Mar- of the Cuphead universe, basically. She, no, she's more like the Princess Peach. Of the, of oh, the yeah, okay. Um, and then you have the final... Apparently the final boss is a Chef Salt... Salt... Uh, 
Taker, I believe. Salt Taker? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he's a giant, like, you know... Salt Shaker? Yeah, a giant salt shaker. Before we get to the coup de grace, I kind of want to go over a couple games that a lot of people were thought they were going to get announced at E3, but they weren't. Um, obviously, we've already talked in the first part of our podcast, we've talked about the Rocksteady Superman game or Rocksteady Superhero game. It is said there's been rumors that Rocksteady is working on a superhero game, but is unsure whether it's Superman or somebody else. It's definitely not another Batman game because Rocksteady, after Arkham Knight, Rocksteady has said, that's it, we're done with Batman. His story ended with Arkham Knight. That's and then it. they had the Telltale series a year later, which is like... Rocksteady didn't well, do that, though, did they? I don't know if they did it, but Telltale did th- it. Yeah, Telltale did it, but the Rocksteady Batman is done, it's over with it, ended with Arkham Knight. Um, a game I thought was going to get announced that never did was GTA 6, I, or at least somewhere in, there's something in between, I thought for sure that was going to get announced. That wasn't announced, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Um, let's see, what was another one I thought they were going to announce? Oh god, I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, uh, because of all the studios being bought by Microsoft, um, including uh, the the one that originally did, uh, I think it was like Lionhead Studios. Uh, a lot of people were speculating that, like, you know, this year they would announce, like, a new Fable game. Oh, okay. And, unfortunately, it didn't. And, like, I can understand why not a lot of people would want to see the Fable series again, especially with how bad 3 was, or I how never, bad the journey was. I would never played um, Fable, any of the Fable games, I, ever. I've been a fan of Fable. Um, uh, between the first game, the Lost Chapters DLC, the second one, even the third one has sort of, like, a, a soft place in my heart, despite all the horrible, did they... horrible... Like this treatment they did to the game, to the game, especially with how bad it is compared to like it in the second way. So, one. um, before we get to again, before we get to the coup de gras, like number eight. Yeah. Entire well, this is gonna be the last thing before we actually get to the coup de gras of this podcast. Uh, I kind of what games are you coming out of E three because E three is done tomorrow, and I don't know what they have announced today or I have I don't know what they've announced. Yeah, Are they done with E3? Because it started last Saturday and it went all the way to the. the I haven't seen pro- anything new come out. Okay, so I I will look DXP up on that. Cut the cut the stream short after the Nintendo ha- Nintendo House. I, I will have to look it up. So they would show was like uh, the Fortnite 50, 50 versus fifty Pro. Oh crap! That's another one I forgot. Oh yeah, to talk Fortnite about. is going on on Nintendo Switch. That and that I was, was one thing that, that and um Fallout seventy six oh, was announced. Yes, the trailer. Oh my god, with Country Home playing in the background. I forgot to mention that. Um, is real. I am a big fan of the Fallout series. I want to play this game. And, like, funny enough, I didn't really start out as a Fallout player until, like, earlier last year. Same here. I had, like, Fallout 3 Game of the Year edition, and I played a bit of it, but I ended up quitting because, because I didn't like the, the way things look, but then Fallout 4 came, and I know it sounds, like, really shallow, but I loved Fallout 4, I, despite, I, like, I, you know, despite what they've done to, like, you know, how choices are made and stuff like that. I thought Fallout 4 was okay, I, you know, I'm still, honestly, I'm still working on beating the game, but so far I've had no problems with the I'm game. I'm the, the game myself, too, and um, I've yet to buy all the DLC for the game. I've tried all the and DLC. it's funny, too, because the okay. like, Game of the Year edition just came out yep. right now, and it's, like, $30 to buy, and I can always buy it just to get the add-ons. Um, uh, no, uh, okay, now, so, what games are you most excited for coming out of the E3 this week? Okay, so... Let's run it down for you, and then I'll go on mine. Once I know, uh, The Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, um, Cuphead DLC, Halo 6, 
Kingdom Hearts 3, which we'll talk we're, about. We're going to be talking about that here. Yeah, today, let's cause... go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. Um, not Ultimate Smash, Smash unfortunately. Um, though I I will play it. Everyone will play it. Yeah, oh, everyone's um, going to play it. Because I don't think... Horizon, Starlink, if I ever decide... I would like, have to see gameplay on, Switch, on like, first. One. Um, and there's one more to finish this top ten. Oh, God, what is it? Oh crap! I forgot to add it. I forgot to add it to another game because I think they did. They um talked about it at E3. It was Red Redemption Two. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. All right, all right. I'll run down my top ten real quick, and then we'll get to talking about Kingdom Hearts for the last ten minutes, twenty minutes, whatever. Uh, obviously Spider Man for me. I've already pre-ordered it. Can't wait. That's gonna be an amazing game. From the parkour to the combat to the web swinging through the city, from the story. Because they're going balls in on this. They're throwing in the Sinisters, a uh, new Sinister Six. Mm -hmm. And the gameplay footage they showed at E3 was it was Scorpion, Electro, Rhino, Fighting um, Vulture, uh, Mr. Uh, Negative, yeah. and then a mystery villain that has yet to be revealed. I'm assuming it's Carnage. Or like, uh, no, or it, like a variant of the Goblin. Because, because it has to be the Goblin. Because I can't imagine Carnage getting the Sinister Six together. Because at the end of the gameplay demo... It is literally Spider-Man surrounded by the Sinister Six. And they have new tech. They have... This tech is amplifying the plotters 100%. So it's gotta be the Goblin. I'm sorry. It's gotta be Green Goblin. If they go... They can go the safe route and go Green Goblin. Or they can go the ballsy route. They can go the ballsy route and go Hobgoblin. Ooh. Or, or better yet, what about a brand new villain altogether? Uh, like, well, that I mean, like a, a, a giant space fleet out of the camp that was like, you know, a, like the man behind the new man. Oh, God. So, anyway. Doc Ock, maybe. Oh, that probably. could be. That was what I was thinking, too. Um, okay, to keep going with my top 10, uh, Spider Man, uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. The way you explained it. Can't wait for that one. Uh, that was going to be two from Sony. Uh, Trials, Trials Rising, I will. I kind of can't wait for it. I may get yeah. that. Um, Star Fox Battle for Atlas, or Starlight Battle for Atlas. I have it written down as Star Fox. Um, Halo Infinite, I definitely can't wait to play. Devil May Cry for number six. Battletoads Remastered for number seven. Yeah. Um, seven and a half, between seven and eight, I'm going to have to put Shadow of Tomb Raider. It, it may be a Microsoft exclusive for Xbox One. I'll still try it. Um, but the full-fledged 8 is going to have to be Jump Force. Oh, Can't yeah. wait for that. The 9 is going to have to be nothing from Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> nothing from Nintendo. <laughs> and I hate to say that because they do do good games. But uh, I'm sorry. Oh, we, we didn't even get to talk about like Donkey Kong Rabbits. Oh, God. No. See, Greg? No. 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 No, we're we're not talking about that tonight. Okay, we'll skip that game. Um, Elder Scrolls is definitely gonna be nine. Yep. Elder Scrolls six, and then ten. I'm sorry, but ten is gonna have. Where is it? <laughs> ten is gonna have to be um, Kingdom Hearts three, which we are going to talk about right now. Greg, okay, so Kingdom Hearts three. Aqua Jan got norted. Yes, she did. And uh, January 29th, I was going to say the release date first, but... Uh, okay, January 29th, 2019. 20, okay, there we go. Aqua <laughs> got norted. Aqua got norted. Okay, the biggest of all plot twists. Aqua got norted. King I don't know Mickey. how, I don't know when, but it had she's to be. covered in darkness. She's got Mickey trapped in the portal. She's got Riku on the ground. She's holding a keyblade that looks suspiciously similar, similar to the Star Seeker. She's holding it, and she's like, Mickey... 
you're too late, and then she has a silver and a going, yo, I was thinking to myself, you motherfucker. She, well, the th- thing is about that trailer, she has the silver hair, but it slowly goes into her blue hair. I, I don't know, that could just be because of the lighting. Oh, could be. Um, the drive forms are back in this game. They, I have they looked did. it up, they are back, but they're doing it a little bit differently okay, this so time around. Here's what I know. Uh, you can equip multiple keyblades that, and, like, the way that the menu layout is that, like, uh, with the directional pad, you switch between, like, different keyblade styles. That's depending cool. on which keyblade you've equipped. Uh, uh, each world gives you, like, a special style that you can use with your keyblade, depending on the world world that you're in. And, and then from what the I, world, you get, you can transfer that style onto a different world. I was, I was about to say, I think if you unlock that world, or lock that world in Kingdom Hearts Serves, and beat it, you can take that style... Like the monsters ink yo-yos and bring them into another world yeah. to help you fight Heartless. Speaking of and worlds, I think those are going to be the drive forms for pro- Kingdom Hearts Three. Uh, ever... They brought back shot locks, which were a a fan favorite of the Birth by Sleep. I game. love those moves. I thought uh, they were amazing. Let's see. They've uh, they brought back summons. The summons look amazing. They've already said and they based off elementals for what we've seen. We got Simba, who's a fire elemental. We got Ariel, who's the water elemental. Uh, the oh, world, they actually are doing elemental. I, I believe that's what they're doing. Um, cool. The the worlds they premiered in this trailer were Toy Story, beautiful. Not just Toy Story. It was Toy Story, Monsters Inc. and Frozen. No, it was uh, Frozen. Uh, then the the game demo was was uh, Toy Story. Then we got the Tangled. Then we got to Olympus Coliseum. And then the last one, the final trailer that PS that Sony played was Pirates of the Caribbean. We're going at worlds and people that. And, um, I, I know they've shown Wreck It Ralph. Not uh, at E3, but he's a summon. He has a summon. Cool. Yeah, he has a summon. I know. They, I know they are doing a Fix It Felix world though. The Wreck It Ralph world. They are doing a Wreck It Ralph world. It uh, is shown in one of the trailers. Let's see. The classic trailer that they premiered earlier this year had like sort of like a what was it like? Is uh, the, what do they call those things? LED light games or something like that, yeah. which is set was set like a mini game. Um. Voice acting is still top notch. It is. It's... In fact, I would say with some of the legacy characters. Characters like Aqua or Mickey or possibly even like with Ansem and and uh, you know Ant- and Zemnis like they got good. Uh, the big the big shocker that like the the members of the Castle Oblivion crew from like Chain of Memories coming back like Marluxia and Lar- and Lux, Larkseen yeah. or hell even uh, looks for looks for from like Kingdom Hearts Two are back. I mean this game is really hyping up to be the. The climactic the, finisher of the entire series, at least for the Xehanort side, because you keep saying, from that, what from what I've heard, like this will not be the end of the entire franchise. No, Apparently, no, this no. is just the ending of what's known as the Xehanort saga, and then once Xehanort is dead, we're gonna have a whole new series of games, which is probably you, gonna be like like Dark Zone Next Generation, where you got like new character. Do you think is do you think it's going? To, like, I was just about to ask you, do you think it's gonna be Sora in the next game, next series of games, or do you think they're gonna follow a new? Oh, oh God, oh God, brainstorm, brainstorm. Okay, Kingdom Hearts 3 finally ends the Xehanort saga, the dust clears, but then the credits roll. Everybody goes home, safe and sound. I I don't know if they're going to be back in the story, but Aqua, Ventus, Terra, they go home, safe and sound. This is just coming out of my own head. Sora, Kyrie, and Riku go home. Mickey goes home. Donald Goofy go with Mickey. Lee's got a Keyblade now. He's, he's probably going to travel the world. He's probably traveling the world. They but keep talking about Roxas in the trailer. I'm yeah. myself. They're going to bring Roxas back. Uh, what if? Only Twilight Town was also in the in the trailer. Now, 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 let me run this by you. What if they bring Ven back for Kingdom Hearts three? For him to because they're still looking for one more guardian. Yeah. 
And they can't go with Aqua now because Aqua is nope. now Norton. So now they need two more Guardians. So do you think, with them throwing in time travel, do you think they're going to get Terra and Ven... But they're going to get Ven and Terra before Terra was norted and Ven was put to sleep. The problem with that is that, like, that's not apparently how time travel works. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. So, so, so for those who don't know, because the plot's so confusing, in Dream Drop Distance, uh, Xehanort reveals that, like, his younger self has mastered the ability of time travel. And how time travel works in the Kingdom Hearts universe is that you have to, that you, as the time traveler, have to have an anchor. Like, a previous you that is in the time you want to go to. So, in this case... The ghosts, like, the way this worked is that Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, Xanar's Heartless, or Terra's Heartless, ended up learning time travel. And so he went back to the point where Xanar was still uh, a teenager, and he taught him how to, how to, uh... Time travel. Time travel, and stuff like that. So, okay, so, well, at the end, all of a sudden, at the end, dust clears. The battle between the Seven Guardians of Light and the Thirteen Wielders of Darkness is over. The X-Blade is destroyed. Light has returned... Like, peace and harmony has returned to the universe. All the worlds that were sucked into the darkness are back. Even Castle Oblivion. Which has become the land of departure again. Dust settles. But then all of a sudden, something during the battle goes haywire. Flash of light. Then Sora snaps back and gets in the fight. Dust clears. Everybody goes home, like as you said. But then all of a sudden, it cuts to where the Keyblade Graveyard was supposed to be. And in the middle of that Keyblade Graveyard, you see that giant axe from where all the Keyblades are. Roxas stands up once again. But, what if Ven dies during the battle, and all of a sudden you got Ven's heart inside of Roxas? So not only do we have a human Roxas, who was originally Sora's nobody, he's the next hero to lead into the next game. Okay, that's fanfic material, that's fanfic material but unfortunately I wouldn't have to... Shut up! <laughs> Come on! The thing is, they made it a point of Dream Drop Distance to reveal that, like, uh... Um, and this is big spoilers for everybody, so if you want to want to skip ahead, I yeah. <laughs> um, long story short, the reason why the original organization thirteen didn't work is that eventually, as nobodies, they can make hearts of their own, so they become humans again. Yeah, humans again. And Xehanort did not want that because his plan was to basically split his soul and then use those pieces of his soul to like mind control the rest of his. So basically, his do body. a pain from Naruto with the Renegon, link it. And not just a pain for Naruto, probably, like, there's another character who does this. I I just had him in mind. I forgot the name. Um, um, I mean, do you think... Oh, Voldemort. It's Voldemort. So who are, before, you know, I want to, I kind of want to keep talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 for a little bit. Um, who are the 13 Wielders of Darkness? I know some of them have been it's, shown. It's going to be all the... It's Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. It's Xemnas. It's, it's Xemnas. Young, it's young uh, Xehanort. It's Master Xehanort, the older one. Yep. You got Vanitas, who's come back. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got Larkson, you got Marluxia, you got Litzford, you got Zigbar. So that's like... That's, that's like nine. Eight, that's eight or nine. Uh, you got Aqua. So that's that's ten. ten. So then they need they, they have to have three more members. Who do you... Th- right now, just throw it on the table. Speculate. Who do you think those last three members There's are going to be? There's still the dream... There's still like the, the nightmare entity that Riku fought back in Dream Drop Distance. All right, there's one. Uh, so, if I had to imagine... What about what Diz if, never shows up in the trailer. Diz? You know, uh, you know yeah, I know who Diz lies. is, but I... I so know. there's a chance that maybe maybe he... Xehanort got to him? Xehanort got to him, too. Um, and what, what the if... The final one will have to be someone that everybody knows. It's gotta be. Oh, wait, no, Saix. Saix? Yeah, or... Yeah, yes. Uh, what he if... Is, he's the actual... He's the new. 
He's the final one. He's the final confirmed one that we know. Okay, so there's they need two more or they need three more? Uh, they only need two more. We've already, we already okay. set up the two. Um, so, I, I'm going to go a little bit different route. Mine's going to be a little bit more have to explain, but one of them is going to... I'm sorry, but I want to see one of them as a alternate version of Riku, where if Ansem's Seeker of Darkness stayed in control of Riku. And that's funny you mentioned that because in the trailer they did they have, did. They did have a younger version of themselves show up. And then the, the second one was going to be... The man behind it all, not even Xehanort. The man behind Xehanort pulling the strings, like in Toby from Naruto and the Akatsuki. So the master of masters. Bingo. Oh yeah, because he he disappears. He disappears, and he even said in the Book of Prophecies, or one day I shall disappear. His, it could be the Six Apprentice, Luxu, who Ooh. who was given the Keyblade that could see see the future and was carrying the box. And this has has speculation because, like in the Pirates of the Caribbean world. They make it a point in the cutscene that looks for it is talking to like Jack and, and Sora like I'm looking for a box. Yes. Okay. So so to me, my final two members are gonna be the man behind the curtain pulling the strings. It's either gonna be the master of masters who disappeared or the sixth apprentice. And it's going to be Teen Riku that was in Kingdom Hearts One. Yours was Mine was Diz, and the other one was going to be. We're gonna the, have was to, whatever the nightmare was. We're gonna have thing. to. We're gonna have to see how that plays out. Another thing I kind of want to talk about real quick is is about Kingdom Hearts three. Do you think the fact that so Axel has a Keyblade now? He and that, earned it at the end of Dream Drop Distance. surprise. Do you think he's going to get his? Obviously, there's going to be a character that's going to probably have to die in this game. Do you think it's going to be him, or do you think it's going to be one of the original three? Well, we already know that, like, Kyrie, Riku, and Sora are, are joining the fight. Kyrie had, like, at the end of the trailer, they have have a sit-down, like, Lee and, yep. and Kyrie. I call they him both, Axel. It's Axel's easier for easier, me. Uh, just because, you know, that's how he memorized. That's how he got shown up, a and that's how we was... are, are saying that, like, you know, since they both own Keyblades now, like, do you make it a point... Larkson makes it a point in the Frozen world that, like, Xehanort is apparently looking for the new Seven Princesses Light. Apparently, like, another set has shown up now. Okay, so let's run through the new princesses that they've come out with since Kingdom Hearts 2. Moana. Actually, no, you can't even clarify Moana as a princess. Yeah. You cannot. Yeah. We know for a fact that, like, Larkson believes that it's Elsa. Yep. Elsa's the new one. You got, uh, you got Rapunzel. She might be the new one. Uh, those are the two I only know so far. Maybe, and I know the same. Kyrie's still one of them, but she's going to be fighting. So, yeah, like that's a big, like that's just like a previous one. But we're talking about new ones. Um, maybe what's her name from Wreck It Ralph? Because uh, if they can say yes, because if they can Probably. say if they can say Moana is a princess of the heart, why can't they say her? I mean, the the craziness about this whole entire situation is that like. Um, have they like from from a marketing standpoint? It makes sense that they want to make new set new uh, princesses because well we've already seen the lap we've already been to the worlds for these previous ones so many times before. There's no point in like going back to them. I, oh yeah, I mean it's I guess you kind of have to say, you gotta have to say this. They gotta put new princesses because if they don't, then you're just saving the same princesses over again. Yeah, and do you believe that? Here's here's what I want to see in this new Kingdom Hearts game, really, right now. Keyblade armor from Birth by Sleep. I want to well, see with that. With the way that like everything's 
way Sora's Keyblade constantly transforms throughout the fight. The fact that, like, uh, he he has a brand new style of magic that he learned from Yen Sid or something called Attraction, which are, like, the Disneyland themed yep. rides. I can't wait to um, use them either. Like, there's... Oh, I, gotta, I gotta say this before, because we're, like, nearing the end of yeah. this. Um, like... God, what is it? Oh, oh God, the, pre, the pre-order for Kingdom Hearts. Oh, pre-order for this aside. Um... Oh shit! You're gonna, you know, like, you're gonna hate the, the hype. The hype is real, guys. Oh, the it is. is. It's, it's like if Kingdom Hearts had a mouth, and that mouth had a voice, it, it was screaming. It would be the guy who voices Vegeta from DBZ Abridged going, "I am the hype." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Andy, what's more? Yes. Uh, yeah. So wonderful. They're working on episode uh, sixty. Yeah. Uh, parts one, two, and three, right yeah. now. Yeah. So we know. Well, that that can be saved for another podcast yeah, yeah, some other time. Um. Anyway. Long story short, uh, I want... Okay, now remember, the last thing I want to get into was the tech demo that they showed for, like, the Toy Story world and how your action figure... Um, I don't know if you saw it, but, like, when they got Galaxy Toys, you they make it a big point to, to say, we've made the world so massive that, like, even though you're, like, even though you're, like, this tall, you still, like, you still see up to scale, like, what everything actually is in the world. And it's fantastic. The uh, developers, is it still Square Annex working it's on it? It's still Square Annex. And, you know, these guys do a fantastic job, and Square Annex is also supposed to be working on that new Avengers game. These guys, Square Annex does a fantastic job with Kingdom Hearts. They've done a fantastic job with the new Final Fantasy game. Fantastic. I hope these guys keep their initiatives in line and be like you know uh, what we wanna, we're pumping out these games the, the sad thing is that e3 could have had it done since we know it's coming out like in january 29 he didn't reveal the big hero 6 world is that still confirmed it's confirmed it it's like the reason why they delayed it so long and only kept the concept art was apparently because the world was so was so massive it took so long to make so I, hope. I don't know if they scrapped it or if it's still going to be there, but like I haven't I heard any, I haven't is. heard anything on them scrapping it because I've because every now and again I'll go on Google and I'll type in Kingdom Hearts Three News, nothing at all said they scrapped it, and I just keep seeing those concept arts of Heartless uh, Baymax of San Francisco, which it looks fantastic, and I cannot wait to connect with those characters, not just from a movie standpoint now. But from a video game standpoint, because a lot of these games had movies that you could only connect them through the movies. Their story ended with the movies. I'm like Toy Story 4, who's getting the fourth movie. Um, I'm sad they didn't put in an Incredibles world, but Though you then know, again, Incredibles two is out this out right now. Like it's it's probably too or it's it was probably too like. Uh, but you know something? They put in Big Hero Six. I'm fine. They put in they put in another section of um, Pirates of the Caribbean you can explore, I'm fine with that. These guys have... Oh, the water level in that, in that show yes. is also good. Um, but we're, we're nearing the end of this. I just want to say right now, Square Enix, if you guys, if somebody from the dev team actually listens to this, keep doing what you're doing because obviously it's working. Yeah. Everybody's just so hyped for this game. What, 10, 13 years we've been waiting? Well, you've been oh, waiting 10 to 13 years. Yeah. I just recently got into Kingdom Hearts so I've been waiting for about two years. Yeah, so... Anyway, long story short, this is the end of a podcast of Hobby Talk. I'm Greg. I'm John. We're gonna we're gonna swear to God, guys. We're gonna keep this like a one episode. We gotta get used to this new format we're using. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later on the next video game, movie, anime, or even comic book news. We'll check you later. Yeah. Bye.